Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Tuesday, October 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities announced the arrest of a suspect in connection to a deadly shooting at Philadelphia International Airport that kills, killed an officer and wounded another. 18-year-old Yobrani Martinez Fernandez was taken into custody early Monday morning near Cherry Hill on murder charges in the shooting death of Officer Richard Mendez. Police believe that Martinez Fernandez was among four suspects involved in the deadly shooting that also injured Officer Raul Ortiz and killed a suspect, Jesus Hernandez. Madera Duran. A massive police force responded to the airport Thursday for reports of two officers shot in the parking garage near airport terminal D. Investigators say both officers arrived for their shift at the airport when they witnessed a suspect vehicle break-in. Acting First Deputy Frank Venor said it's believed that one of the officers attempted to apprehend a suspect when another suspect shot both officers from behind. Mm. The suspects fled in a black Dodge Durango by ramming through an airport gate before police arrived. That Durango According to police, dropped off Jesus at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia with a fatal gunshot wound to the head. Mendez, a 22-year veteran, died from multiple gunshot wounds to the torso. Officer Ortiz was treated for a non-fatal gunshot wound to the arm and was released. President Biden will visit Israel on Wednesday to deliver a strong message of support to a key U.S. ally that has declared war on the Palestinian group Hamas over its brutal terror rampage in southern Israel. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Monday that the U.S. and Israel had a agreed to develop a plan that will enable humanitarian aid from donor nations and multinational organizations to reach civilians in Gaza. Relentless Israeli airstrikes and a complete blockage of the Gaza Strip imposed by Israel in the wake of Hamas's October 7th attack has driven roughly half of Gaza's 2.3 million residents from their homes and created a humanitarian crisis as food, fuel, and water all run desperately short. Officials in Gaza say Israel's bombardment has killed more than 2,800 people and wounded Almost 11,000 others, a majority of them women and children. In Israel, officials say Hamas's siege and ongoing rocket uh, attacks have killed some 1,400 people and wounded 3,500 others. Hamas is said to be holding almost 200 hostages, including uh, including Israeli troops and civilians. 13 U.S. nationals remain missing after the Hamas raids in Israel, and 30 U.S. citizens have been confirmed killed. As many as 600 U.S. nationals are thought to be among the hundreds of thousands of people trapped in Gaza. Weeks before Danilo Cavalcante broke out of the Chester County prison, a correctional officer warned that the convicted murderer was planning an escape, according to an internal document obtained mm. by ABC News. Mm. I am just sending this because I don't want this to come back on us, Officer Hernandez, in come back on Officer Hernandez in any way. Chester County Police uh, Prison Sergeant Jerry Beavers wrote to Captain Harry Griswold several hours after the escape on August 31st. He noted back in July that this inmate was planning an escape. The email obtained under Pennsylvania's right to know law was forwarded by Griswold to Howard Holland, the newly appointed acting warden, a few hours after he received it. Cavalcante escaped from the prison not long after being given a life sentence for the brutal 2021 murder of his ex-girlfriend, Deborah Brando, who was stabbed 38 times. Uh, he escaped by climbing out of the facility using a similar technique as another deta- detainee uh, who escaped months earlier. Could, Kathy, when it comes to issues like this, it's best to leave it to Beavers. Leave it to Beavers. Uh-huh. He would come up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice beaver. Saying. 
The escape warning. And the other guy's Griswold. I mean, it's just, just too many. You know? If one of them ends up being named Fonzie, it's going to be the <laughs> ultimate trifecta. You guys did that. I'm proud of you guys, though. You did such a good job. You let me get through like, a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. of the story. I, immediately, my little uh, antenna went up like, ding, 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 beavers. Oh, and Griswold. Uh-huh. Warden Fonzie gave a big thumbs up. <laughs> Listen, everyone. They did. You guys did good. I'm proud. We're trying. Proud We're making baby steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the escape warning in July was not the first time the pr- that prison officials were cautioned about Cavalcante, who uh, was also accused of murder in his native Brazil. Cavalcante was initially identified as an escape risk when captured in Virginia and committed to the Chester County Prison in 2021. Uh, a county spokesperson Becky Bryan said in a response to questions from ABC News, during the time uh, surrounding his trial, uns- uh, unsubstantiated information from an unknown source was received reinforcing Cavalcante's status as as an escape risk. Despite that status, Cavalcante was allowed to be in the prison yard with other detainees during a recreation period and was not directly supervised by a correctional officer on the ground since the facility's escape risk protocols only applied when detainees were not on prison grounds. Do you guys get a, get a little nostalgic for not having an escape prisoner? Yeah. 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 Something to talk with everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can Seriously. break the ice it's, at a party if really there's people you really don't know. You could talk. <laughs> It gives you something to approach somebody with. Sure. How about that escape convict? How about it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hold. Hang tight, guys, okay. right? Okay. Griswold, Beavers, and Hernandez wanted to ensure that acting warden Holland knew that information about an escape was previously noted, Brian said. Good job, God. Yeah. Cavalcante is now being held in a state prison uh, nearby Montgomery County and is due in court on an escape charge next month. I always want, He's I mean, my neighbor right now. I know that they have to charge him, but like, he has a life sentence. So, What's the point of going... To- Double secret probation. Uh, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm like, what, what is the point of this? He's- I mean, to, to add on to another charge, because uh, you never know what can happen. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. Even though it's a life sentence, sometimes Something. people are uh, off for good behavior, whatever. Just if, if you compound the charges, uh, it ensures this guy ain't going anywhere. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It always seems to hey... You better watch out. Right. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Attorney General's office is conducting an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the escape. In sports this morning. Holy crap. Last night at the ballpark, the Phillies beat the Arizona Diamondbacks They made them 5-3 in game one of the NLCS. Bryce Harper celebrated his 31st birthday with a 420-foot home run on the first pitch he saw in the series. The two-time National League MVP launched his 10th postseason home run with the team. Kyle Schwarber hit his first of this postseason, and Nick Castellanos went deep again to lead the Phils to the win. Harper also walked, scored twice, and knocked in two runs to lead the Phils to their 10th straight home playoff win against National League teams. Game two is tonight, and Aaron Ola will get the start for the Phils, while Merrill Kelly will pitch for Arizona. The first pitch is scheduled for 8.07. In the ALCS, the Texas Rangers won again, beating the Astros 5-4 last night in Houston. Jonah Heim homered. Nathan Eovaldi pitched six strong innings, and the Rangers beat Framer Valdez and the Astros for uh, a 2-0 lead in the series. The Rangers improved to 7-0 in the playoffs, including six wins on the road. 
They swept the Rays in the Wild Card Series and the Orioles in the Division Series and then won 2-0 at Houston in the ALCS opener. Game 3 is tomorrow night in Arlington. First pitch is set for 8.03. And the Flyers have their home opener tonight against the Vancouver Canucks because of the Phil's game and the international friendly <laughs> soccer match between Mexico and Germany at the link. The puck will drop at 6 o'clock, an hour earlier than originally scheduled. Now, with all of the activity at the sports complex tonight, SEPTA will offer free rides on the Broad Street line to and from NRG stations starting at 5 p.m. through the last train. Kiosk parking uh, will be free citywide starting at 5 p.m. going through 7 a.m. on Wednesday. Some city garages are offering a flat $5 rate after 5 p.m. and several parking companies are also offering discounted parking in Center City for fans to park in and then take public transportation to the complex. Parking lots at the sports complex open at 3 p.m. today. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Wow. What a night. And Nick was at the game last night. You look incredibly spry for somebody who was at that really? game. Yes, you do. All right. Yeah. You <laughs> that's a win. You don't feel that, 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 that way. Good. Yeah. I took a nap yesterday and uh, maybe it's just still the energy from last night because it was electric. Um, so we'll have to recap some of what you experienced in person because that was an unbelievable <laughs> show of get the F out of our house. Amazing. Last night. It was unreal. So uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. We have several things going on. Crumbum Cash. We're in that final week of that. Don't miss your opportunity to win the $1,000 cash prize. We'll do that at uh, 8 and 10 a.m. alone on our program. We have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us as well. Joe Gatto. Uh, former former uh, Impractical Joker has got his own show. It's Joe Gatto's uh, Night of Comedy. It's not till January, but uh, we'll get him on the show to promote the event. And Joe's a great guy and we'll see what's up in his world and we also have we have uh, some food coming by this morning uh, but it is in conjunction with a uh, a tv show and we have a, a woman who's uh, very big in the culinary world her name is courtney mcbroom and she's the food consultant for a new show on apple tv plus called lessons in chemistry with brie larson it is a i know you're watching a thousand things but it's a great show so i watched the first episode uh you were going off about it and uh, yeah it is really good and it's yet another Another one that's going to make you so hungry when you watch these shows because she's you know she comes from the culinary. Well, yeah, she's a well, scientist. it's not just about yeah, yeah food. It's yeah. Uh, it's about science and chemistry, and yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. And and uh, but the food scenes, yes, yeah, Steve, are like uh, your, your mouth primo, is watering. Yeah. Uh, so Marissa's been uh, she's a big fan of it too. So we're going to have her in this morning. And we'll talk a little bit about food and about the show and stuff like that. So we got a bunch to get to, including. Something I'm going to do what? right now. Right now? Yeah, what? at this very moment, because we've got a lot of good things to give away this morning. Uh, I'm going to give away a four-pack of Flyers tickets opening night tonight. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. yeah, for real. We'll take, call, her, call her 16 at 215-263-WMMR. And with all the activity that's going on... You should probably leave now. You leave now yeah, yeah, and right. uh, and start uh, taking it all in. But you can be down there in the in the craziness of the ballpark as well. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers return to the Wells Fargo Center tonight uh, with an opening night matchup against Vancouver Canucks, as Kathy had said. And all fans get a Flyers opening night t-shirt as oh. well. It's presented by Fanta. Uh, you can get tickets at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Call her number 16, 215-263-WMMR. MMR. We'll get you those tickets now. We also have Tattoo Day taking place. So it's your chance to win a Preston and Steve Show theme tattoo. Just text the word tattoo to 39333. It's from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and you just might win. All right, with all of that, we still have the entertainment report and stupid question and that stuff. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, and get into it all. But it's going to be a full morning on this Tuesday. Stick around. 
The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away a VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House, Main Street, Maniunk, this Saturday. If you can answer this stupid question correctly, Taylor Swift grew up on what type of farm? Ah. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR on the Lehigh Valley. Taylor Swift grew up on what type of farm? Let's see if you know the answer to this. 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention birthdays as we always do while we wait for that call to come in today being the 17th day of October. Uh, we'll start with actor Michael McKeon. Yes. Uh, you had just mentioned the Fonz a little while ago, <laughs> Steve. Well, they were a spinoff on Laverne and Shirley. One, he played Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy fame. It's just absolutely great. Of course, um, Best in Show as well. Yeah, uh, several Christopher Guest yeah, movies yeah, yeah. That, that he's appeared in, uh, including Spinal Tap. Yeah. And by the way, one, David yeah. uh, oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. But, but when he does drama, he can be pretty ominous. He's, he's played villains. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you guys, anybody watched Better Call Saul? Because yeah. he plays Saul's older brother in that show, and he's great. Is he great? Yes. So, And you're a fan of used cars, Preston, as oh, well. Oh, my God. And he's in it with Squiggy. Yeah. David they're, Landers. They're both in that yeah. movie, and they play a couple of weird tech guys. They hack into a presidential address. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, he's a great actor, and, and I, I have a feeling we've spoken to him years ago, but I'd like to chat yeah. with him again sometime. He's 76 years old today. Uh, also turning a year older is Norm. George, oh. George Went from Cheers. You know whose uncle he is, right? 75, I've forgotten. Jason Sudeikis. He's oh, Jason yeah, Sudeikis' yeah, yeah, yeah. uncle? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. And in fact, there was in Ted Lasso, there was a nod to George Went. They had a um, a picture, of, uh, and I forgot who the picture was from the, the bar from uh, Cheers. It no, it's was Geronimo. It was Geronimo. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of a nod to the show that they had, that May had hanging up I in the did bar. I know that. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, Sam adjusts that in the one of the very last shots at Cheers. And um, that was a nod to Coach. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah Nicky Colasanto. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> you were up late, dude. I was, uh, was, uh, was it about uh, Norm? Oh, I got it, no. Right. Uh, there was a mini reunion not that long ago with um, Ted Danson, uh, George Wenton, and John Ratzenberger. And for the first time, uh, George and John looked like they were getting old. Oh, like, oh yeah. And it was, yeah. yeah and, no! 
I think it was on CBS Sunday mornings or something like that. But it was uh, Ted Danson still looks great. The other two guys, they're they're definitely starting to get up there. Oh wow! I went to the the Cheers bar in Boston, and the outside is cool, like the the sign and all that. But when you go into like the actual bar, much different. It's like. It, you know, it's old, it's dingy, whatever. I mean, it was okay, but yeah. I, I didn't realize until I left, they have, well, they have like a whole store with, you know, all kinds of merchandise you can buy, but upstairs, they built like what we think is oh. the Cheers oh, bar. Oh, I didn't see that. When did they do that? Right, Casey? When did they do that? The only reason I found it was because I had to use the restroom, and so I found like another stairway, and uh, you know, I was like, alright, well, we'll leave out because this Because the actual bar itself is like little little cubbies and little, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and you're right, it's much darker. And it's down, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's in a basement, yeah. you gotta go down to it. Yeah, Case yeah. upstairs was they built it's like a, a bigger room and yeah, it's cool. It, it might not have been there when we went because we went probably 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. when we took mm. my dad and we made sure that everybody walked in first and then when my dad walked in we all went, Dang! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and Nick, your all-time favorite TV show? Yeah, Cheers yeah. is uh, my favorite of all time. Yeah. Uh, George went is 75 today. Uh, Ziggy Marley has oh. his birthday oh. today. His brother oh, was just Bob. at uh, the Keswick. Uh, or uh, nephew, I don't know, one of the Marleys, Stephen Marley. Um, and uh, my friend Eva and my fiance went on uh, on Sunday night. And they said it was a fantastic show. And it was basically just a Bob Marley cover show okay. with Stephen Marley. Oh. Okay. Uh, Ziggy turns 55 years old today. Uh, Mike Judge, who gave... Davis, uh, Beavis and Butthead, and King of the Hill. And uh, he's the the voice of the characters as well. Hi, Mike. In <laughs> Office Space. He turns uh, 61 oh, yeah. years old today. I- idiocracy. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Where all the stupid people yes, procreate. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of the smart people were having children anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. It's okay. tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Dr. May C. Jemison, the first African-American woman in space. Hmm. And she turned 67 years old today. So one of the great uh, American uh, heroes. Happy birthday to you. Uh, we also have a birthday today celebrating the 40th of Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Uh, Rogue One. Was Love an it. Awesome movie, and she's fantastic in it. <laughs> uh, but before that, she was in uh, Theory of Everything. That's the first thing I remember seeing her. She's in. excellent, yeah. Uh, wonderful in that movie as well. Uh, so she is a very lovely young girl turning lovely. 51 years old. Lovely. Or 40 years old today. Somebody else is 51. But I'll move on to this guy, Wood Harris. Uh, an actor and in uh, Remember the Titans. Great movie. He plays Julius. Oh, okay. Uh, who's uh, one of the main characters, but he also did several uh, episodes of Empire and he was in all three of the Creed movies. Uh, Creed uh, 1, 2, 3. Oh. Uh, and he turns uh, 54 <laughs> years old today, so happy birthday. 1, 2, 3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rizzo then, was a huge fan of the Creed series. And then the last birthday, it is Eminem's birthday. Oh. Eminem turns 51 years old. Um, Jason, like his friends, are getting into Eminem. Really? And yeah. I, and he was like, How did that happen? He was like, Oh, you know who he is? I was like, Yeah. Oh, my I know God. Who he Excuse is. me. I have him listen to uh, all the kamikaze. It's very, very kid friendly. Uh, but I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised that they were, that they, that he knew who he was. And it must be some way on a, a video game or something. Tell him like that, that you, want, you worked for one of the stations that was the first to play Eminem. So, <laughs> you, got, you know where yeah. he got his, his name? 
name, his stage name, Eminem? Marshall Mathers? Exactly. Yeah, yeah his name is Marshall Mathers. It's funny so. because uh, I thought we should have been calling Marissa Eminem for Marissa Magnata, but yeah. we went with Tic Tac. Son of a bitch. Yeah. God damn it. He missed that boat. Eminem turns 51 years old today. All right, we'll see. If somebody knows the answer to this super question. Taylor Swift grew up on what type of farm in the Lehigh Valley? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Melissa, see if we get the answer. Hi, Melissa. Good morning to see you. Good morning, it, Melissa. Can you do me a favor and tell me what type of farm Taylor Swift grew up on? Yes, I believe it's a Christmas tree farm. You're correct. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Christmas tree farm. Melissa, hang on. We're going to give you a four-pack, a VIP four-pack. Tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House, Main Street, Manion for this Saturday, October 21st, featuring over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, and special effects. And you can learn more about serial killer Victor Kane's secrets in Manion. Uh, tickets and information at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Got several entertainment stories to run by you. We'll start with this during another interview with Hoda Copy on the Today Show on Monday. Jada Pinkett Smith clarified she and Will Smith are working hard on getting back to a life partnership. Oh, shut the f- Oh, this, this, comes, is be this is going to be a long of the, Enough of this. Yeah, yeah. After she had confirmed in an interview with Copy on Friday that she and the actor had been secretly separated since 2016. So now they're going to get back together? Yeah. So. Well, these are completely conflicting messages. So that they were, they've been separated. Uh, and she says she was stunned that he she, he referred to her as wife during the Oscars. And now this apparently is some sort of healing that's going on. And uh, it's, uh, I don't like it. She said, there's no finding another great love. And I think that's the point. What? Really concentrated on healing the relationship between them, and uh, there's no divorce on paper, she said. Uh, She explained that uh, she came into a husband-wife marriage with very specific ideas that were uh, blocks to me seeing Will as who he is, she said. She said he can't be this perfect, ideal guy husband. I have to be able to accept him for the human that he is. Yeah. And he accepts me for the human that I am. Well, that's a start. And we want to love each other there. They've acknowledged that they're both human. That's uh, that's a step. That's step one. Now committed a relationship. That's the hard part. Yeah, it's their thing. So who knows? You know, I mean, I mean, they, they vacillated between open relationship to super duper in love and a couple to right. we haven't been together since 2016. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Summers, former co-stars Joyce DeWitt and Patrick Duffy reacted to the news of the star's death in separate statements to people on Monday. Uh, we obviously reported this yesterday. She died on Sunday, at the age of uh, 76, one day before. 77th birthday. Uh, so Joyce DeWitt said, my heart goes out to Suzanne's family. Um, she said they are very, they're a very close family, deeply connected and caring one uh, one to the other. And I can only imagine how difficult this time is for them. And I'm sure that Suzanne was greeted by angels into the loving wisdom waiting for us all on the other side. And I hope that will assist her family's hearts in healing as they travel through this difficult time. What's Joyce DeWitt up to these days? Don't know. Yeah. Have no idea. Patrick Duffy, by the way, who played her on-screen husband in Step by Step, said that he was stunned by the unbelievable news. He said she was beautifully passed. She beautifully passed through my life on this leg of her endless journey. Uh, My task now is to remain on the roadside as she continues on. 
uh, adding that uh, he'll miss the phone calls, the emails, the visits, and the meals and laughter. Yeah. Three's Company was such a huge show for not only me, but you know, anybody who you know, kind of grew up in my generation. My son didn't know who Suzanne Summers was, and I was explaining to him, you know, oh, it's Three's Company. And then, like, I just stopped there because <laughs> the, the controversy that was... yeah. A of male, what it was at the time. Yeah. Man uh, living with two women. Uh, right. Uh, you know, I'm like, was, okay. Yeah, it was huge, right? It was, there yeah. was the whole conceit in the 70s. A lot of people, I think for a brief period, it might have been banned in Boston. It was probably. It was so controversial. Yeah. It was based on that British show, Man About the House, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And of course, he had to pretend he was gay right. in yeah. order to, because he needed the living condition or, or for right. whatever reason, he didn't have a place to live. So like, oh, I'll just pretend that I'm gay. And, and Mr. Your landlord, Roper. Mr. Roper will be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but my friend Jen, she shows me a picture. She goes, oh, I'm devastated by this death. And she shows me a picture that oh she has <laughs> of this this piece of art hanging in her house. And I'm looking and I zoom in on the picture and I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, I because thought- I, th- I was like, is this Suzanne Summers on the cover of Life magazine? No. It is a picture that the that the three of them have hanging in their apartment at on Three's company. Oh, so it's a picture of okay. us. I don't even know who it is, but it's the cover of Life magazine of a woman who's kind of like dressed up like a butterfly. I don't remember that. Yeah. And that's the picture they have in their house. That's the picture hanging wow. in their well, that's apartment. Committed. apartment. Yeah, that's okay. big. That's <laughs> nothing for the regal beagle. No, guess not. Wow. All right, how about this story? Robert De Niro is giving credit where credit is due regarding his six month old daughter Gia. <laughs> whom he welcomed to the world earlier this year with his girlfriend, Tiffany Chen. He said, having children doesn't get easier. Now, he's 80 years old. He's doing an interview with The Guardian. It was published yesterday. He said, it is what it is. It's okay. He said, I mean, I don't do the heavy lifting. I'm there. I support my girlfriend, but she does the work, and we have help, which is so important. I don't think he can pick up the child. No, I think no. The that's heavy what he's talking about. is actually picking uh-huh. up the yeah. baby. If the diaper is loaded, he can't pick it up. Uh, De Niro has six other children whose ages range from 11 to 51. <laughs> wow. And there's a six-month-old in I got to pick up the kids. I'm picking up the 51-year-old after school. I mean... Literally, the 51-year-old could be a grandparent to, to, the, his, youngest. to his youngest. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. That's when a spread. A, when asked what he likes most about being a father, the actor said, all of it. With a baby, it's different to uh, it's different to with my 11-year-old. What the hell is he talking about? Know, my adult children, my grandchildren. He said, it's all different. He's so, a sick son of a bitch. 80 years old. Yeah, he is a sick he son of a bitch. Sick son of a, oh, hang on. <laughs> Uh, where is you sick? There it is. You sick son of a bitch. (laughs) You blow it. (laughs) All right, so Uh, moving on to some other things. Romance rumors surrounding Pete Davidson and Outer Banks actress Madeline Klein appear to be true. Um, Yeah. According to Entertainment Tonight, the pair were photographed holding hands as they arrived at a Saturday Night Live after party over the weekend. Klein was also spotted in the audience during the show, uh, which he had hosted, of course, because he hosted the show. Uh, The things uh, between Madeline and Pete seem to be getting more serious, serious, according to a source. He said Madeline sat in the audience next to Pete's family while he hosted SNL last night. So that appears to be happening. So he was the um, he was supposed to be the host prior to the writer's strike. Right. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. He did so a good they, job. They followed through. I th- yeah, I thought he was a really good host. And and, and Preston, I know you kind of go back and forth on him, but um, I, he I like he memorized his lines. I thought the opening mon- uh, opening um, the cold the cold open. open thank yep. you. Yeah, with the uh, you know t- talking about Israel and terrorist attacks. I thought it was really heartfelt, heartfelt and right. delivered well. I thought he did. Uh, did a really good job as a host. Nice. 
Uh, so we have some Taylor Swift news. Oh, yeah. no. Kind of, sort of. Besides the Christmas tree farm? Besides the Christmas tree farm. You just uh, got a song called Christmas tree farm? Go ahead, Preston. Uh, no, she has a song called Christmas tree farm. Yeah, because okay. I was like, uh, well, as you asked that question, I'm like, does she even have a Christmas album? So I looked it up and she's got a song a called song. Christmas tree well, there farm. There you go. Uh, well, she's also helping to light the fire between Gigi Hadid Ooh. and Bradley Cooper. Oh, my God. A source told the mirror that uh, Taylor, I'm a quiver. Taylor is a, uh, a total romantic. Romantic and loves playing Cupid for her friends, adding that she let the pair stay at her eight-bedroom property in Rhode Island. Uh, they said even though Gigi and Bradley had their own properties in New York, they wanted somewhere more private to spend time, uh, getting to know each other, and uh, Taylor was only too happy to help. It's got to be hard to get a woman interested in Bradley Cooper. Uh, this comes after the pair were spotted returning to New York City in the same car, and both were photographed carrying uh, weekender bags after they left the vehicle. And I'm sure it's hard to find a man interested in Gigi Hadid, yeah. too. So. Oh, that old fire plug. It's a good thing that she uh, stepped in to help out. Uh, so, what? Okay. I don't know. All right. It's on her. It's a Nick G- found a picture of Gigi Hadid on a gigantic red inflatable ball. Yeah, it's her Instagram account. Uh, she's, That's my ball. Yeah, we should get a giant inflatable ball. She's yeah. nearly topless in this photo, though. Hey, like, is that the one? That's the one that lives around here, right? Yes, in that's, New Hope. Yeah, yeah. My friend, remember my friend had a play date oh, yeah. with her and her kids. No, like was she there? Or... And she was she yeah, was she, she conversive? Yeah, yeah. She said she did. She have know? a little baggie full of Cheerios? <laughs> I don't Probably, know. I don't know. Probably. She said she was fine. Like just you know, fit in with everybody else. I I think the whole group is a little... Gigi Hadidish, right. but yeah. you know she said it was cool. So right. we, we never get any traction with the Hadidish or the. Who, there's a couple of people here that are celebrities that that will ne- don't come on the show. Will never come on the show. Well, if somebody I mean, wants to lend me their baby, I'll go to the next play date and get her phone number. Can't you dress uh, Jace up as a little baby? <laughs> it's like Just a little girl. Oh, he's, he's very big for his age. <laughs> Casey has the song "Christmas Tree Farm" from Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, oh. Oh. Jay-Z. Christmas tree farm oh, yeah. where the yeah. people would come to dance under sparkles and lights bundled up in their mittens and coats and the cider would flow and I just want to be there tonight with dreams of holly and rhythm. This is right out of a Hallmark. Oh, it's right? exactly, yeah. that's why I have a Hallmark boner. <laughs> About 70% of those movies deal with a Christmas tree farm. Oh, I'm sure. This, this sounds like a montage song. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Snowball fights going down the hill, hanging up the holly. Yep. Uh, Big the Christmas cookies. Stringing lights, uh, uh, stringing popcorn. Yep. And then, of course, the, uh, the shootout. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's the Molotov cocktail. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I was going to say, I see a Preston and Steve holiday uh, video coming. We should do that. Oh, yeah. And Preston, I can take like a, like a big thing of snow and go... Yeah. The face. <laughs> we'll go to uh, Connor's Christmas tree farm, not the one that he owns, because he doesn't. Uh, that's our next Hallmark movie. <laughs> Connor's Christmas tree farm. That he yeah, doesn't like own. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Connor's right. Cre- John Connor's Christmas tree farm that he doesn't own. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, no, that doesn't sound Christmas. You need sleigh bells. Okay. Uh, and then once you have sleigh bells, then it's official. Do you have them? Uh, I do. I do, right. as a matter of fact. <laughs> you just got to give me a second. You All right, here you six. go. Going to Connor's Christmas tree farm that he doesn't own. That doesn't work. Nah. Not as good as Taylor Swift. Gave you time to drink your Preston coffee there, Preston. Thank you. <laughs> it's like the uh, the daytime shows. Like there, Regis used to take a big swig of his coffee, and there'd be silence. You know. Yeah. 
Um, I like and the idea of doing a video to that song. Oh, okay, good. Perfect. I do like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dean McDermott appears to be moving on following his split from Tori Spelling earlier this year. Oh, I was... Dean McDermott is Tori... Yeah, Tori Spelling's... Um, he actually, I guess, came from the world of motocross. I don't know. Every I time I hear his name, I always think of Dylan <clears throat> Dylan, Mul- uh, Dylan Mulrooney, Mulrooney or Dean yeah. McDermott or Dylan McDermott. Or- well, apparently he hosts Chopped Canada. <laughs> All right. Uh, and he was photographed holding hands with Lily Kahlo, who works as a senior account executive at Conscious Community Global in Los Angeles. Uh, they appear to be working on a project together. Oh, exciting. Organization, yes. Rock uh, in the entertainment industry. The source says Dean has been dating Lily, but uh, it's not super serious yet. Well, why would you be with him? So he and Tori Spelling were married for 17 years. Yeah. Five kids. So, And, yeah. and not, I don't think there was one second where he ever appeared to be into it. Oh, really? <laughs> Ever. Ever. Every family photo looked like it was a hostage exchange going wow. on. Wow. Uh, so, actor Sam Neill, he's wonderful. Uh, he recently spoke to Australian Story and gave an update on his battle with uh, angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma, which is a rare form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, the 76-year-old explained that there's no reason for him to waste time researching his disease, and he'll leave everything to the experts. He said, I know I've got it, but I'm not really interested in it. It's out of my control. If you can't control it, don't get into it. After his diagnosis, he went through three months of chemotherapy before treatment stopped working, and his tumor continued to grow and then switched to a rare anti-cancer drug, which apparently was successful, and he's been in remission for 12 months. Uh, he requires infusions every two weeks indefinitely, and he admitted that the few days following treatments are very grim and depressing, leaving him feeling like he's gone 10 rounds with a boxer, he said, but it keeps me alive. I uh, said the diagnosis made him diagnosis made him realize how immensely grateful he is for life. He started I, I, he said I started to think I better write some of this down because I'm not sure how long I have to live. And I was running against the clock. He decided to write vignettes from his life while receiving chemotherapy, which led to his memoir called Did I Ever Tell You This? And he wrote the memoir in hopes of leaving his family a sense of me. I love this guy. I love that sort of cavalier attitude that he has. Uh, He seems very Mm self-deprecating. And I I mean, I'm glad it's in. uh, Listen, it's not wonderful, but at least it seems he can manage it. Yeah. He said he's prepared for cancer treatments to stop working one day, but he's not remotely afraid of death. Instead, it's retirement, he said, that fills him with horror. He explained that uh, dying would simply be annoying because he's got so much more that he wants to do. Mm. Uh, He told the outlet that uh, this cancer thing has just made him more focused on making the most of his time, noting that he's so pleased to be awake every morning. Preston, was there anything in that report about... um he posted something about it eight hours ago, and he says, uh, please ignore the conflated stories in the press today. I didn't hear anything, what you were just saying, that, that sounded conflated. But he says in this um, most recent post that he says, please be assured, I am firmly in remission. I plan to remain so for years to come. So well, He's referring to, there, there was a, a, a sort of, a confl- not a conflicting, but a, um, a misreported story that he had got he had got, come out of remission. I see. And so, yeah, I, saw, I saw that posted yesterday. Okay. He wasn't saying that. He was saying that the drug has him in remission. Mission, but he's prepared for the point in time where it won't be. Yeah, he's he's like, look, I'm I'm, I'm going to die, you know, from this probably. But and some people might take that as he's dying right, right now. Right, you gotcha. know, so there you go. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she is ready for her next chapter in a profile published by Glamour magazine on Monday. The actress said that she's ready to say thank you and goodbye to Stranger Things. So well, we want that next season, damn it. Oh yeah, she says Stranger Things takes up a lot of time to film, and it's preventing. 
me from creating stories that I'm passionate about, uh, while also highlighting all that the show has given her, including, quote, the tools and the resources to be a better actor. During the interview, she commented on being uh, called an idiot and a brat by adults. During, I think that all the time. During the Stranger Things press tour when she was 13 years old, uh, she said, we're kids. We talk over each other. And I was just penalized for over-talking and over-sharing and being too loud. She said, that's hard to hear at 13. Mm. I said, I mean, our brains physically have not grown yet to diminish and particularly uh, and practically stunt someone's growth mentally, strip them down, tell them, hey, listen, you don't look great. Why are you wearing that? How dare you think that you can wear that? How dare you say that? So she said she kind of got beat up a little bit. It's like um, the way Bill talks to us. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? What did you say? What does that mean? Um, she's, uh, I was looking at the, her, her pictures on the cover of Glamour. She's just gorgeous. She's just would, a, a beautiful young lady. Would you have ever guessed that? The no, first season of Stranger Things? Not at all. I'll tell you what I would like to see another season of Manola Holmes. Yes. I enjoy that show. It's a good show. Yeah, and she's I, very good. I agree. Um, this is fun. Uh, Danny DeVito reveals in a recent interview that he and Mara Wilson were planning to reunite for Matilda in concert. <laughs> And that was before the SAG after strike began. He said, Mara and I were planning to perform Matilda Live with the New Jersey Philharmonic Orchestra just before the strike hit. I like that movie. He directed it. He did. He yeah. said, we had it all set, but after the strike hit, we couldn't proceed because it would be seen as a promotion for a movie. However, we're still planning to do that. We're going to watch a movie with David Newman's score and try to do it sometime soon, as it seems the strike may be coming to an end, I hope. He what said. is she, 51 at this point? <laughs> uh, she's definitely... Definitely an adult, yeah, for sure. So that could be fun. He has said that that's his favorite movie of all time that he's ever been associated Mar- with. Really, uh, uh, Matilda. All, all the movies he's ever done, directed, been a part of, starred in, whatever. That that's his absolute favorite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, good. It's it's a uh, passion project for them. Kelly Clarkson Clarkson opened up about her fresh start in New York City uh, during an interview with USA Today. The singer detailed moving her children and the Kelly Clarkson show from Los Angeles to New York City. She said, I'll be real honest. I thought that I was making a horrible decision. I knew I needed a fresh start and couldn't be in L.A. And I really wanted to be in Montana, but she can't really do a show there quite yet. So I was like, the only other option would probably be New York. Well, she's not stating the obvious. She wanted to be geographically friendly to us. Uh, the yeah. uh, Kelly's relocation followed her divorce from talent manager Brandon Blackstock in 2021. After seven years of marriage, uh, the former couple share two children. Uh, she shared that uh, she and the kids traveled to New York soon after she was awarded primary custody in March 2022. So, Kathy, in the uh, the jump ball between Drew Barrymore and Kelly Clarkson, who wins? Who do you like more? Oh, God. Um, Drew, Drew Barrymore. You're a Drew Barrymore oh. fan over Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly started to annoy me. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a Drew fan. Uh, she said, I genuinely love it, meaning New York, and I love that my kids love it, adding that the house she is renting was something nice. She's elsewhere in the interview. She opened up about struggling while living in California. She said, full disclosure, I put on a smile a lot of those times because I was struggling a lot in my personal life. So I've learned a lot about what I'm capable of handling mm-hmm. and also what you should not handle. And that was me saying bye to the voice and having this big move. And I love that family. But I was like, I'm struggling. I can't smile anymore. I don't feel like smiling. This is ripping me apart. Uh, season five of the Kelly Clarkson show released yesterday. Or, yeah, yesterday was the first season to be filmed in New York City. So that's why she's doing the interviews and things like that. So she starts anew. Well, you know what that means, Preston? In New York. What? Kelly Oki. 
Kelly Oh, okay. yeah. Back More again. songs. Yeah. I know it's your favorite. Oh, absolutely. Our, our prep, one of our prep services provides the song every day. No I don't. Kidding. I don't know what radio station out there is playing the song every day. I didn't know that. But stay away from that. Wow. I do like her uh, Christmas song. I mean, uh, after Mariah Carey did her thing, it was like, well, who's going to have like a brand is her new... song good? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. involve a Christmas tree farm. It does not. No, well. uh, just the uh, you know sleigh bells and stuff. Does, it, does she mention Connor once in that song? <laughs> not even <laughs> one time. Okay. Well, he doesn't own the Christmas tree. It farm. doesn't matter. It's an yeah. inspiring story. <laughs> All right. One last story. Speaking of inspiring stories, Tyler Perry is coming to the aid of a 93-year-old 93-year-old woman at risk of losing her South Carolina home. Uh, it's a home her family owned since the Civil War area, and he's doing it by buying her a new house. Now get out. Uh, the actor-filmmaker <laughs> is building Josephine Wright a five-bedroom home in South Carolina to replace oh, the one that she's living in with her grandkids, uh, which is also at the center of a bitter land dispute. His uh, construction crew will break, break, down, break ground on the home in the coming weeks, once all the permits are squared away, uh, he had pledged his support to Josephine back in July when he caught wind of her legal war with the Bailey Point Investment Group. They had uh, they wanted to buy Wright's land in Hilton Head, but she doesn't want to give it up because it's been in her family for of so course. long. Uh, BP then filed suit to seize control of her property. Oh. Uh, Wright said how BP got approval from the town uh, to develop 29 acres of land behind her home and says that she turned down the offer to buy her home. Once Wright declined, she claimed BP started harassing her, leading to a lawsuit to rip away the property that she says her family's owned for that long. Right. Bastards. One of Josephine's grandkids organized a GoFundMe to help pay for her legal fees, and a September update on the page says a tree fell on the home and opened two holes in the roof. But now she's getting a brand new place, courtesy of Tyler Perry. He's a nice guy, man. He's a nice Very guy. generous man. Yeah. All right. Let's do our clips. In Loki, we follow members of the Time Variance Authority as they navigate the multiverse. Here, executive producer Kevin Wright talks about the evolution of Loki and Thor's characters in season two. I think there will, hopefully, and I can't say this too much without spoiling where this goes, but I think there is a great piece uh, within both those characters where they are now in the MCU. And there's something that maybe that would allow them to be closer than they've ever been. I don't <laughs> give a f- uh, new episodes of Loki Season 2 every Thursday on Disney+. Plus. Here's our next clip. The new drama slash horror flick, Appendage, is about a girl's inner thoughts. This is physicalized Decision. into a monstrous creature uh, that threatens to upend her life. I uh, hear director Decision. Anna Zlokovich talks about Decision. using practical effects rather than CGI. Oh. One of our stages, I think it's stage two, had six puppeteers as well as someone doing the voice, as well as somebody like controlling the eyebrows. And, you know, I mean, it is it is no joke. It is serious business. But to me, it's really, really worth it because the effect of it is so visceral. And I, I just haven't really felt that way yet with CGI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And Appendage is streaming now on Hulu if you want to check that I out. I do like to see a blend of uh, practical effects with uh, I, sometimes when something's over CGI and I just 
tap out. Yeah. So I do like to see that blend. It works better, I think. Agreed. Yeah. All right, that's the last bit of entertainment news that we have for you this morning. All right, I'm going to mention something. I'm not going to give this away now, but at some point today, do we have a couple of these? Oh, yeah. At some point today, I'm going to give away um, some passes to an event that we are involved in on Thursday. And I know what you're thinking. The Phil's game is on Thursday. Well, this ties in with that. We, the President of Seashore, are receiving an award from Cora, the charity uh, foundation, and it's called the Cora Love and Action Gala. But it's also a Phillies watch party because it's coincided with that early first pitch. They're no dummies. They realize you can't go up against it, so they've turned it into a watch party, which I think is very smart. Yep. So we will uh, we will be there receiving an honor. Yes. And uh, there's food and beverages and all that good stuff. It will be at the Hotel Monaco in Center City. And we're receiving dur- between pitches, correct? Uh, between pitches, we'll receive our awards. You have 20 <laughs> seconds to give your, your acceptance. And what a way to keep us to a, a clock. That's uh, a great place, though. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, we're going to give away tickets to this. Not at this very moment, just giving you a heads up on this. But, um, yeah, Cora is uh, is recognizing us, the President Steve Show, and it's a really cool event. And they're gonna, they're tying it in with the fills, and they're going to make it a watch party, too. So Ultimately, Cora is such a great organization, so anything to help and support them. Absolutely. So listen up for your chance to win those tickets. We have more uh, Flyers Home Opener tickets uh, tonight and uh, just a bunch of stuff. It's that Tuesday. And several guests on the program. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. A lot to get to on this weigh-in Tuesday morning. Stay with us. President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation, large or small. Every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Later on this morning, a few guests on the show. Joe Gatto is going to be uh, here with uh, or, or joining us for uh, his show coming up. He's not with the uh, the Jokers anymore, but he's got a show. We've got Ted Tuesday. We have the cash coming up and all kinds of stuff. And my God, was at a dominating baseball oh, game last night. Nick, oh. Nick was there last night, and uh, just um, yeah, that's how you open. That's how you open things up. Uh-huh. I mean, they started strong. Uh, Zach Wheeler pitched really, really well, and the uh, crowd was so fired up. But then the first bot, pitch bot, to bot, Schwarber, come on! Bottom of the first was Schwarber. The and Ben, I took my son. It was his first postseason game, and I, get, I didn't uh, get to take him to any of the games last year. And uh, he hadn't been uh, old enough to go to any postseason games when they had the run from 2007 to 2011. Uh, so last night was his first playoff game, which was really cool. And uh, he, he he's going to think it's that way all the time. No, <laughs> I think he's wise enough that uh, hopefully he doesn't feel. Way, but Steve, in between uh, the top of the first and the bottom of the first, he leans over to me. He's like, "Sure, was going to take one out on the first pitch," and I was like, "Dude, yeah, shut up. I swear to God!" And so, it, very first pitch, and I was, he was like, "I called it." <laughs> now, in fairness, he says that a lot. Right? But okay. He actually yeah. did call it last awesome. night. Yeah. That's when you turn to the person who says that. You turn to him and like punch him just for yeah, no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, 
Yeah. You know? And then Trey had a couple of good swings, and then Harper, on his first pitch, absolutely crushed Unreal. it. His yeah. birthday. Now, on his birthday, yeah. 31st birthday, yeah. So, a lot yeah. of people had the happy birthday signs. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of uh, celebrating Bryce last night. It just it was another wonderful atmosphere, and uh, you just can't beat being in that ballpark oh. in the postseason. And then after all that excitement, then Castellanos goes, uh, excuse me, fellas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Remember who's been hitting home yeah. runs here? Yeah. And I'm going to go oppo here. Dear yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. That was unbelievable. I, I'm very, very curious as to how he manages, like, does his son go to school here? Because no, I know. homeschooled. Oh, good. And he lives in Florida with his mom most of the year. And the reason he was able to be at so many games this summer, uh, Liam, was because uh, it was summer, you know, summer, summer break or whatever. So his mom brought him up uh, to the, a few of the games last week, and he saw his dad hit four home runs yeah. uh, last week and then another one last night. Have you ever, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, listen, I love my father. I love him more than I can express in words. But he, has he ever done anything where I was so <laughs> proud of him? Uh, no. <laughs> my dad fought in World War II. Yeah. Right? He never. My dad wasn't. No. Yeah. And my dad was supposed to fight in Vietnam, and then he got sick. Well, and then. Uh, he got called up to the majors. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> any, no. There's, I don't know. No, you listen. There's, it's different levels of things. <laughs> my so dad I understand, a, you know. My dad found a really good parking spot one time. Yeah. Oh, and he was, free. He was yeah. with the Manson family. <laughs> yeah. I watched old footage of my dad playing college football. That was pretty cool. That's cool. But it's still, I wasn't there. Yeah, right. yeah, when to see it. this moment happened five times. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, amazing. The apparently the noise meters, the the alerts uh, of the noise in the stadium were going yeah. off. One hundred eleven decibels. I feel yeah, like I they could said hear it, it from it, my house. It would be comparable to putting your head down to a revving motorcycle engine. Is that what they yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yep, that, oh. that loud. I love when they have uh, footage outside of the um, uh, the neighborhoods in South Philadelphia, and you can hear people singing in the background. You can yeah. you can see the fireworks going off. By the way, the fireworks displays at the ballpark. Like just for home runs, or you know the the um, seventh inning, uh, God bless America, in the seventh inning, and then when they win, they're great. It's not like it's Fourth of July, and they have really good fireworks displays. You know, just during the regular season. How early did you get down? Because you know, Brazier, and you got to say, you got to hand it to the Phils too, and the the, the organization uh, putting together that pre um, sort of tailgating um, festival before. Were you down there for that? Or I was, you- yeah. So I got down there at uh, 6.30 last night and um, I really prefer getting there early and then if you're going tonight, God bless you because mm-hmm. it is going to be a zoo at the ballpark and the yeah. lake and, and the Wells Fargo Is Center. this going to be one of the uh, in, in the history of all our time here I mean, there's been no, there's there's been times yeah. where there's been a concert and two sporting events going on. So I'm trying to remember that. Maybe Hang I just on. blocked it out, Marissa. Yeah, because, yeah, Steve. In um, I think it was 2008 or nine. There was an Eagles game. There was. There was a Phillies uh, playoff game and a Who concert. There oh. you go. Oh, and, and, oh that's hey. right. 2008, when they won the World Series, there was an Eagles game and a Phillies game on the same day. My brother had done both. Wow. Uh, and wow. Yeah, yeah, and and I believe. Ah, that might have been World Series Game 5, Part 1. Gee, oh. God. It well, might have been. And what was so different about that, that was before the teams kind of acknowledged each other. Mm-hmm. So if you were at the yeah, football right. game, it literally said, there are other events in South Philadelphia. Please exit immediately after the game. Instead of like, congratulations, Phillies. Think about the traffic. Yeah, that, right. was, a, that, nice. was, a, that was a weird time yeah. when the, the Eagles management was kind of jealous of, yeah. uh, of, of, the, of the Phils. Yeah, everybody yeah. was. Last You're night, right. the Kelsey brothers were at the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And they got a huge ovation. And uh, I posted 
like as a joke on my Instagram, hey, where's Taylor? And some people thought that I was serious when posting it. I don't care if Taylor shows at the game or not. It'd be neat to see her. But if she's not, I, I really don't give a crap. But people are like, you gotta watch the game. Don't worry about Taylor. I was like, all right, pal. Just I'm watching the game and I was having a little fun on my Instagram account. They were oh, like, well, ev- everyone's first thought for a moment, the second they showed them in the box, whether you care about that or not, is, is where's Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Everyone, she, yeah, you're gonna think it. But they were in, like, when, when they showed them, they were in conversation. Like, it just was cute to see the two of them together. It looked like they were enjoying. Yeah. They were, you know, in, in on a conversation together. It was nice. Wait, mm-hmm. my first question was, are the Chiefs on a bye week? They played on Thursday. Right. And he stayed in uh, New York, Travis did, uh, to hang out with uh, Taylor on Saturday night. He went to SNL, did a little cameo on SNL on Saturday night. But no, they're not on a bye week. Okay. And so he came down to watch the game, uh, the Eagles game. But there was a bunch of Eagles actually in that suite. Well, um, Tuesday is their day. It's probably they're still still their day off. It used to be anyway for years. Yeah, I think you're right. But Nick- uh, Don Staley threw out the first pitch too. Yeah. And she took a photo next to the Kelsey brothers. I didn't realize how tiny yeah. Don Staley is or how tall those guys are. No, she's. She was He's, small. I mean, she was a guard, so, so uh, yeah. Yeah, Travis is 6'5"? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's 6'5". Well, yeah, because uh, Jason's only only 6'2". Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for an offensive lineman, that's, you know, on the, yeah, yeah. On the shorter side or whatever. But, uh, yeah, Travis... He's 6'5", and it says Jason is 6'3". So 6'3". Uh, Nick, where were your seats last night? I was in 132, and uh, I, actually, if you guys were watching, there was a moment where uh, Trey Turner uh, swung and let go of the bat. And yes. when yes. launching, that landed about either? 10 yards from where we were. There's a no tunnel kidding. where the ground crew come out, yes. and uh, so we were right up against that little tunnel and so we saw it it was i couldn't believe that it went over the fence over the well, netting and when that happened they were interviewing the manager at the time of, okay. of the diamondbacks and so they just shot they just sent over to a shot mm-hmm. of the crowd and i didn't know i'm like is there a fight over there or mm-hmm. what's going I'm on fight you and then they then they yeah. replayed it and showed the bat flying out yeah. into the crowd so it, it i want to fight you it went over the netting and then uh it, it narrowly missed a few fans yeah. and then went into that little tunnel where the grounds crew come out and um a ground crew member picked it up and then tossed it right underneath like there's a little tractor that the fanatic rides out on sometimes. He put it under there and then uh, somebody from the Phil's organization came in, got the bat and took it back to the dugout. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, great seats and uh, thanks again to John Brazier for being awesome. Um, and uh, I get to go, I've been to three games this postseason. Um, we were talking yesterday, pressing off air about, you know, if 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 they make it to the World Series mm-hmm. about going then. Uh, they're not cheap, <laughs> but, uh, but they're worth it. I, I, you know, I don't mind spending the dollars for a, a night like that. Well, you yeah. got to see Big Thursday night at the watch party. That's right, yes. Gonna watch it with you guys. Well, they're in Arizona anyway. Yeah, they're, they're, I know. It's a 5 o'clock start time on uh, on the only 5 o'clock start time we have an event going on. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> but thankfully, they've turned that into a watch yeah. party. Yeah. You can watch a game. Yay. Which is cool. So we'll, we'll do some uh, tickets and invites. It's a Quora event coming yeah. up. You know what I think is crazy is that uh, last night, probably the entire state of Texas was watching uh, the game. Like, the because the Houston Astros are going against the Texas Rangers. And, and I assume that that takes up the allegiances of all Texans, does it not? You would imagine, right? Yeah, I mean, my dad is out there, so they, you know, they're. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. Again, I think they're they're more football. I mean, you know, the it, it's it's the Cowboys. You know, at, at way at the yeah, top. Yeah, everybody of the heat. comes out of the woodworks. I mean, when you're talking about the you know American yeah. League or National League uh, series, yeah, I uh, guess that's when you know. All the, the, I don't want to call them fair weather fans, but the people that aren't aren't dialed in all season long. The human scum. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty. You yeah. know, I mean, I, 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 baseball, I'll passively watch from time to time through the regular season. But once it gets to this time of year, then I'm oh, like, yeah. all right, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm watching it. Well, well let's yeah. put it this way. You're in the Radio Hall of Fame. You've had other fish to fry. Damn, Skippy. <laughs>
I was um, so heartbroken after the Phillies, Eagles, Union, and Sixers last year that I took a break from all the sports up until August. Yeah, and then that's when I dial back. But I, you know, I still look at all the the, the box scores and and all that stuff. So, so the the, the wild thing tonight is this soccer match, which to yeah. me is, is is no pun intended out of left field. Sixty thousand, Nick, Nick, you were sixty thousand. Yeah. Oh, wait, have they sold sixty thousand sure. tickets? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, the link holds about seventy. Chuck and I were um, talking about this last week because uh, we don't know how many people are going to the Flyers game. It is their home opener. Um, I'm guessing that it has to hurt attendance for the Flyers game sure. tonight. Um, but uh, let's conservatively say, conservatively say, fourteen or fifteen thousand at the Flyers game, uh, sixty plus at the link for the soccer match, and then forty five thousand plus at the ballpark. I'm sorry, what are they? Are they doing anything at the Flyers game afterwards? Are they doing any sort of like? I, all I know about the Flyers the game? game is that they moved it up to six, okay. for the, you know, for the puck drop. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a major log jam on the way in and out uh, and, and because there are different start times for each event, I think, right? There are. Yeah. There's, they're staggered, but not enough. I think they no. delayed one of the... What did they delay? Well, Flyers got moved up to they six. Moved uh, right. The link, that's at eight. And then the Phil's game is at 8.07. So <laughs> if you're playing it tonight and you are and you weren't doing no, I, mass I think, transit, how would you... I think the link game is at, is at seven. Did and, they move it up? No, I think it was always at seven because I had that sponsor in, in traffic. Oh. Uh, if I wasn't doing... Mass, mass transit. Um, wow, that's a good question. I mean, the hardest part is getting out of that main general that's area. It, yeah, yeah the waiting you, is the hardest part. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You're we, buttressed against 95. Um, no, it's eight, Kathy. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts at eight. International friendly between Mexico and Germany. Okay. So I don't know what my strategy would be. Uh, sit at home and sit watch it there. <laughs> that's or, the best way to go. Well, could, could you... Well, and, and people talk about this. It's almost like the same thing with the airport is do you drive fairly close to the area... Or maybe, and then take an Uber. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, that's so that's what they're offering. The the um, uh, Broad Street line is free, and then uh, they're offering flat rates of five dollars to park uh, at some of the PPA parking lots, and then some of the other parking lots are going to discount. And yeah, that's pretty much what they want you to do is park in the city, and then you can take mass transit and go down to the stadiums. Uh, would you do that? Would you park in the city? And I don't know. I don't know what I do. I mean, I'm I'm so you'll get in and out happy quicker. to avoid all of this. Uh-huh. No matter um, what you do, you should psychologically prepare yourself for a sea of humanity. The, it, it's leaving after the event right. is, is what kills me. And that's and when I, you make I, your friends. There have been a couple of times where I've been at like a concert, and I'm like, man, this is too good. We're we're staying to the very end, and we do. And then I get out in the parking lot. And I can't tell you the exact shows because I've been to so many shows in my lifetime, but I've gotten to a point where we've sat stuck to where I'm like, mm. this just ruined the night. Yeah, I was yeah, having yeah. a great time. This was a wonderful night until now, and now I'm miserable. <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out wasn't awful last night. It was actually a lot more difficult difficult um last week uh for game four um but preston heading north on the blue route where 95 me- uh, merges the blue route they decided to reduce that down to one lane so we're, we're oh <laughs> we that's get, great yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, construction started <laughs> at 11 last night mm. uh so we got there just in time so that was backed up by uh, like <laughs> like past mcdade for like four miles and like really you know what they should do hand out construction rally towels Yes. Yeah. Just Why to make not? it. No, I, I hope that they they adjust that 
especially for tonight, yes. knowing everything that's going on and the city is adjusting, they're doing this, you know, the $5 parking and, you know, some free rides and stuff like that. I hope they adjust some construction because there are going to be plenty of people that still drive in and don't take mass yeah. transit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but Preston, um, the parking in the city and going like what you were talking about being just, you know, jammed and sitting in a parking lot after an event. Um, if you do that, if you then you can walk to the Broad Street line, you take that and, you know, and then get to your car, at least you're... How you're crowded moving. is that going to be? It's going to be massively crowded. I mean, it'll crowded, be crowded, yeah. but you'll you'll probably get out quicker than the people trying to drive out. Yeah, at least you can you can walk around a little bit if, yeah. if need be while you're waiting for the train. And then, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be sardines once you get on the train. Uh, but it's it might be better than just sitting. And what bothers me about... The traffic um, after an event in a in a parking lot is a little game you got to play mm-hmm. of trying to wedge in front of this car to get next in line to move to that part. And oh my god, we I have to turn up there, and then there's two lanes coming in from that. And how are we all going to merge together? And that's where it all falls to crap. Well, that's where common decency goes out the window, totally. and it suddenly becomes Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, I have to compliment SEPTA. They did a great job. I always stay. Uh, now they play Dancing on My Own, and then they play High Hopes. So we left after Harry Callis sang High Hopes. Um, and by the time we walked to the SEPTA, there was a, an express train waiting and a local train waiting. And we maybe waited like seven minutes or so on so the So you train. went to the game last night? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, oh, well, well the smart <laughs> move is the smart move to leave after the second inning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. miss all the no good traffic. stuff, but yeah. you get home and no problem. Well, yes, Press has been saying they've been waiting a lot of the, 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 the real meaty stuff in the beginning of the game. But yeah. That's yeah. A little. yeah, they make sure they, they've been doing that mainly for us early yeah, risers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the fourth <laughs> inning, pretty much all the excitement's over. Well, last night was a little different than tonight. Tonight, there's going to be way more people. So yes. I think you are going to wait, but it might, it, it might be beneficial for you to try to take SEPTA, try to take some sort of mass transit uh, to get at least down that way. You know what you do? Go down with the kiosk and sell poop knives. Oh. Right? Yeah. Time to think about it. I want the knife. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's from the golden child. Yeah. <laughs> I want the knife. Please. Please. Uh-uh. <laughs> I want the other one where he's like, ah, 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 ah. Is that, a, that's a, that's not a very good movie. It, I, I watched so. it again, surprisingly, and Naked's still not good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what it was at the time? There was a really, really pretty woman who was the, the who played opposite of... Uh, was it Ray Dawn? No, no, no. no. Just some um, Asian woman. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen her anything since. But at one point, <laughs> she gets wet from like, I don't know, some pipe bursts. Yeah. And then like, I mean... Guys, I'm 12 years old. It doesn't take much, right? She, she was a very attractive woman. She, <laughs> right. I think she was a, a former Bollywood actress. Was and, she? And, yeah, okay. and, and, yeah, she was uh, she was attractive, and they 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 played that up. But of course, it was also Eddie Murphy at the height of his career. Uh huh. One misstep, <laughs> he wants the knife. Apparently, so yeah. I want the knife. <laughs> <laughs> the poop knife. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, to reel this back to the, uh, All right, traffic, uh, yeah, the traffic and everything. What was the, tonight. what was the longest you have ever waited to oh. leave an event? Oh, Casey knows. Um, it was that the fish show, the right? fish concert. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think what? I had a full on sleep while we, <laughs> while we were still in. How many the- hours? Oh, 
eight, nine, something oh, like that. Oh well, you yeah. Did you you brought this up before then, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a it was a uh, a terrible from beginning to end, a, 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 you know, bad experience because they just got so much rain up in Vermont, and it was like you know eighty thousand people descending upon this little right. tiny little farm town. So that was going to happen. So it was going to happen, but uh, that was that was waiting to get out sucked. Waiting to get in wasn't that bad because waiting to get in, you basically it was just a slow rolling tailgate part. Well, it always seems to be the case. It seems to be when you're getting in there, it doesn't seem, because you're, there's also the the anticipation that is helping. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. And now it's over and you're leaving and it becomes more arduous. Real you quick before you go, Kathy, somebody texts and says, we pack sandwiches and Gatorade <laughs> and just hang in the car afterwards and sober up till traffic is gone. There you That's go. From, uh, Bill and Steffi in I, Edgewater Park. I saw a bunch of people doing that last night, post-game tailgating and just, <laughs> just hanging. Why not? Well, I mean, that's like a, a ton of people do that after the Eagles games. I mean, that's that's part of it's like the after yeah. the game tailgate because people have to sit in that traffic. I am forever leaving events early to avoid the traffic. And me even too. if I me miss too. the best part of it, it's like mm. uh, to yeah, me, yeah. I just I, I kind of have to do it. Kathy, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've um, seen yeah. uh, the last two songs no. of a concert in years. Uh, and, and I try to meet her, look, judging by the time. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you miss out, but you see the bulk of it. But I, every time that I've said, let me just ride it out to the end. What the hell? Yeah. I end up cursing myself. Unless Kat. it's a weekend, then uh, I will I yeah. will do it. And I recently sat, uh, I think it was the, I think it was the Ed Sheeran concert. Uh, that was like atrocious, atrocious, trying to get out of that parking lot. Uh, and then what was the other one? There was another one that I sat in, but that one Tiffany. was. Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, no, um, Billy Joel. Oh, Billy That's okay. what it was. Yeah. Because I parked where I thought the exit was going to be. Oh, man. Dude, <laughs> so angry. that It was opened. It was opened when we parked there and then uh, came out of the concert. And they had they wrapped a, a chain around it, put a lock on it, and plenty of people had done the same thing that I did. And there what, was bolt a. Cut it, bolt, bolt cutters? Steve, somebody, somebody cut it. Oh, wow. yeah. Somebody wow. cut it and opened it. They were so pissed off. Yeah. We were like, oh my God, is this really happening? And then I was actually able to leave that way because Jeez. it wow. was open at yeah. that point. Yep. So the Eagles had a uh, Thursday night game this year. It was their home opener. And I left uh, in the third quarter because I, you know, and by the way, third quarter, it was like 10 o'clock in third quarter. Yeah. And Kath, I watched the game because those games are on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I watched the game as I walked back to my car. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And was okay. it still on by the time you got home? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm jealous of uh, you, you guys a little bit for leaving early, although I love staying. I, I can't. I, I I feel compelled to stay. No, I, and, and I, I like appreciate that. Like, I can't yeah. get out of there, and, and like I don't know if it's guilt or like I feel like I need to be there till the very end. And then I I lately with the Philly stuff, especially because they keep winning at home. Mm. Uh, the post game stuff of the Phils game is a lot of fun too. Watching the crowd sing along, watching the Harry Callis stuff that Marissa was talking about. Like I enjoy that camaraderie. Um, and so like to me, there's a nice vibe being there afterwards. But yeah, I, I just can't, I can't leave early. Yeah, if I don't have to work the next day, Kath, I'm like you. All right, okay, okay, I can I can yeah. hang and do this. And yep. I went to a fish concert in Hershey. And uh, it was in 2000. And me and all of my friends, we were sitting in the stands and the concert was over. And it was one of those like mind-blowing concerts. And we all sat there. We were going to let the entire stadium pour out. And we're just sitting there just minding our own business. Uh, and then some dude just starts barfing. I, th- I told you guys uh, this story. Before. This story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 23 years ago, I probably told you this story. But this dude is walking down from behind us and starts throwing up and walking at the same time. Then he decides to turn down our aisle and essentially chases us out of the aisle. Vomiting behind vomiting, you. Vomiting. And well, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, barf that way. We're 
there's nobody. And we ended up leaving. And when and it ruined like what we were attempting to do, which is just chill out and let everybody disperse. Is there a way, the same way that, that amusement parks have your waiting in line activity? Um, you know, while something afterwards, something afterwards, I don't know. or is, is that only exacerbating the issue by having people hang out and, da- and dawdle, um, you know, you know, maybe, dawdling. I don't think enough people would wait, you know, yeah. if, if they did like a, like a post movie or something like that, yeah. you know, up on a screen. Right, right. A movie. I think now everybody goes to Xfinity live and waits to see the players pop up on the, uh, yeah. The, uh, there was a photo the other day where you, you, I mean we've all been seeing the fo- the players on the balcony. Then um, somebody put the camera the other way, and there was like a thousand people just staring, waiting to see the players appear. It was almost like the Queen's coronation. Wow! I had the the one of the things that I uh, uh, hated leaving, but I did anyway. Uh, was uh, Rush, one of my all time favorite bands, was playing their very last show in Philadelphia. Period. Oh. This was their retirement. They, they didn't they didn't uh, brand it that way, but everybody knew this was their final tour. But the next morning, we were broadcasting live from Hershey. Yeah, I remember that. And you had Max. Max, intern Max. He's a massive Rush fan as well. And he agreed to drive me back to Hershey, Pennsylvania so I could sleep on the way back because we had to get up at, you know, That's right. quarter to four. There's no way you could miss that, though. And I wasn't going to miss it, but you had to leave early. we left before the the final encore. Did you did you find out that you missed a song you would have uh, desperately? Well, loved? I knew I knew what the playlist was. Okay, and so I knew when they started working. Man, this was going to be the last song, and we met up and and we took off and we we skipped. So I heard some of it on the way out, but I did not stay to the very end to see them take the bows and do all that stuff. Which you know that would have been that was the last time I. Oh ever my saw God! Them Paul McCartney joined the monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. The greatest things in the world happen after you leave. Yeah, of yeah. course. You know. Uh, yeah, I tend to leave. Uh, I would say ninety nine percent of things I leave early, and I think it's just because I don't deal well with crowds and you know the lawless nature that can be. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, I, yes, I, that absolutely. Just as, I, and it's so stultifying to stand there and, and have. I try to play by the and rules, just like, and, and just to move in inches. I'm like, I gotta move. Not everybody plays by the rules. No, though, and, so. And people are really, really rude about it. I oh, almost yeah. got into it. I mean, got out of my car and... Uh, you going to move that wheelchair or what? Well, no, but like, I mean, and this is years ago. This is probably 20 years ago or, or more, but uh, I was with my brothers and there were two lines of traffic, you know, that were uh, like intersecting like right. at a 90 degree angle. And some dude just cut the entire thing in half and went at a 45 degree angle and cut off, I don't even know, 100 cars and I was like, I'm not having this, man. That's when you get yeah. out and flip the car over. I mean, it it, it makes you furious. Yeah. When, and when there is, it, it's difficult enough to get a crowd to start to go into some sort of, you know, progression. Mm-hmm. And then when someone decides to upend everything, you want to kill them. Yeah, I got clipped leaving a Sixers playoff game this year. Uh, and Ben and I were driving out together. And, and Casey was the same kind of thing. Like, the guy was just being aggressive. And he was trying to break the rules. And, and it was quite literally, Steve, it was like the... I go, you go, I go, you go. That's it. And, and I, everybody was following those rules except for this guy. And I got out in front of him uh, because it was my turn. And then he clipped the back of my car. And he was uh. ultimately he was apologetic about it. And he paid the bill and whatever. But like at the time when it's happening, uh. it's 
the absolute last thing you want to have. Well, now now your long wait to get out is complicated because now you've got to stay even longer. So let's give away a four-pack of Flyers opening night tickets right now. You're getting there early, Really selling this. And leaving before everybody (laughs) else. Listen, we said get there now. We'll take caller number 20 (laughs) at 215-263-WMMR. You get to see the home opener tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. You have been (laughs) warned. And what time is the puck drop? 6 o'clock tonight. All right, so it's an early start. So And all fans get a Flyers opening night T-shirt presented by Fanta, by the way. And you can go to PhiladelphiaFlyers.com and get tickets for that event. So, Preston, they had like a media night for the Flyers last night, and they were allowing um, members of the media to hit the horn because they they like they reinvented the locker rooms. There's a lot of new amenities within the Wells Fargo Center. So Ben and I are hanging out, uh, tossing the ball in the parking lot, pre, you know, tailgating for the Phillies game, and we hear the, the horn continuing to go off inside the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, so, yeah, they're ready to rock for tonight. Hopefully we'll be hearing it a bunch. Yeah. Did they debut that um, Snyder um, Museum? That um, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been inside yet. Yeah, there's some sort of little... Um, Homage to them? Yeah, yeah. That's well, cool. We'll give away those tickets now. A little bit later on, we're going to give away tickets to the uh, Cora uh, Out uh, Gala, which is taking place Thursday night. It's, a, it's an event where we're receiving an award, but... It has now turned into a Phillies watch party yes. as well. So we will do that uh, in a little bit. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, it's Tad Tuesday. And when we return, your first chance to win $1,000 with Crumb Bum Cash. So don't miss it. We'll be right back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go. Get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 933 WMMR Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. And that keyword is exclusive. 
E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E. And we're going to give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do it. Uh, through WMMR.com, EMMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner will get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you do indeed answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So let me give you that word one more time. It's exclusive. E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E. Come and get that money. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the last Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. A teacher in Kansas was fired after joking on TikTok about, quote, saving up his farts for the classroom and farting on students. I like that teacher. Steven Taylor, who has worked as a teacher for six years alongside his career as a stand-up comedian, was fired from Olathe's Mill Creek Campus Alternative school in September. Is he a science teacher? Uh, I don't know. Because that could be a methane experiment. He made a series of videos on TikTok after joking about farting in the classroom. He said, I save up big, milky, lactose intolerant farts, <laughs> and I drop bombs silently because I'm an adult and I know my body. Uh, and he added, and then I just let it stew. In the clip, the teacher also said he, quote, crop dusts his students regularly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, he also describes messing with his students and even teaching them wrong information. He said, I tell my students the wrong thing all the time when they annoy me. I tell them that Abraham Lincoln invented the car, and that's why they named it after him. Ironically, he signs off for the video saying, and you know what? They can't fire me because they need me too badly. Well, apparently the school board members didn't see the funny side. They launched an investigation of the teacher who insists he never actually farted on his students. He claimed the videos are all just part of his comedy routine, which he argued was necessary to continue as a second career because of the low wage that he is paid as a teacher. Uh, He was asked to remove the videos and review the school's social media policy, which instructs staff to maintain, quote, the same level of professional responsibility, discretion, and professionalism expected in any other form of communication. Uh, he responded by calling the policy outdated, arguing the social media policies are designed for MySpace. Uh, they are years behind where we are currently at in the world, which is TikTok. Everyone is on it. I don't think uh, he gets it. No, he doesn't get it, yeah. Uh, he's, apparently, he signed with an agent the day that he was fired. And there you go. Immediate plans to return to his teaching. He has 30 stand-up comedy gigs booked on his aptly named The Teacher Shortage Tour. Same with the best fart man in the business. Now, in the UK, an IT teacher has been permanently banned from his profession after he repeatedly watched pornography with his students. Uh, Again, these are two exemplary teachers. Belaine Kareem was caught on several occasions allowing his students to access and view pornographic materials on an interactive whiteboard teaching misconduct panel had heard uh, at the Medway Secure Training Center in Kent. He was caught in the act trying to enlarge images and play porn videos to his students. Look at that nutsack. Extraordinary. On one occasion, he was even seen watching uh, porn material alone with one student while laughing and joking. I do believe she's going to be his regular Saturday night thing. And uh, teaching misconduct panel uh, has now banned Cream from ever teaching in the country again, saying his actions have brought the profession into disrepute. Well, there's an opening with the fart teacher. Uh, Yeah, right. I think he can segue right over to that. (laughs) 
Uh, he had additionally pulled up uh, footage showing students simulating sex acts during his lessons, or someone uh, they they had pulled up pictures, a video of that. The panel heard that um, though some of these acts were observed by the teacher, the students were neither admonished or disciplined for their behavior. I love when the teachers will use their own uh, laptops for uh, PowerPoint presentations or things that are going up on a screen, and yep. you'll see tabs open that are like porn sites. That's happened a few times. Cream was not present for the hearing and was not represented. Police in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, are investigating after someone threw a dead raccoon onto a parked car. At about 4.09 a.m. Wednesday, police received a report from a resident that she discovered a dead animal on the windshield of her car. He sleeps with the raccoons. Responding officers found a raccoon, which appeared to have been run over by a vehicle on the windshield of the car. Wow. And after looking at ring uh, video, uh, police determined that an individual walked onto the property around 12.30 a.m. with a black plastic bag and dumped the animal's body onto the windshield before running away. But that only happens if you're good. Uh, police removed the raccoon from the homeowner's car and properly disposed of it. Anyone with information is asked to call police. You were watching the footage. Yep. In Colorado, authorities say troopers were contacted after 20-year-old Mason Jack reportedly called 911 to report that he had shot his father. And police say the victim suffered a single gunshot wound. The abdomen had to be flown to the hospital. Police say Jack told troopers that his father, uh, that he and his father had reportedly been visiting at a relative's home when they were helping clean out the garage and do some yard work. Police say that according to Jack, the two began arguing about some of the lawn equipment, specifically a weed eater. And Jack claimed that he had he left the relative's residence and went home only to find his father to follow him where the argument reportedly escalated. Well, what was the big issue with the weed eater? It wasn't working properly. Oh. Police say Jack admitted to telling his father to get the F out of my house. <laughs> Troopers say the victim then reportedly followed Jack into another room of the home where they then both pulled out handguns that they each had holstered. I'm going to kill you. It's the weed eater. Uh, uh, police. It's whacker. Uh, pl- weeder. <laughs> whacker. That was the argument. Yeah. One calls it a whacker, one calls it an eater. Uh, police say that the, and then a third guy comes yeah. in and says, it's a trimmer. You sons of bitches. Police say the two reportedly engaged in a brief standoff before they each allegedly reached for the other's gun and a struggle ensued. Troopers say the two reportedly dropped their weapons and the struggle became physical with both men striking one another. Jack reportedly fled into another room where he admitted to retrieving, retrieving a secondary weapon of 357 Magnum 357. revolver and returning to the previous room. Ow. Jack claimed that during the struggle he lost his glasses and he couldn't see what his father was doing but believed that he was looking for something. He can't see without his glasses. Jack. Put his glasses on. Put on his glasses. Jack admitted he believed that his father was attempting to retrieve his gun, so he fired one shot from the revolver. See how things can escalate when you're doing regular gardening? Authorities say the victim reportedly suffered multiple moderate abdominal injuries to his stomach, wall, and colon, and is currently his condition is unknown. The son is uh, in jail on a $50,000 bond, by the way. You know what, though? It was worth it. Yeah, I think it was worth it. All right, and then one uh, final story. Uh, this is a fun one. 
A North Texas family's trip to see some animals up close ended with a scary moment on Thursday. Uh, Carrie Hill took a trip to the uh, Fossil Rim Wildlife Center with her 18-year-old, 15-year-old daughter, or sons, I'm sorry, and uh, one-year-old granddaughter. The Wildlife Center, which is home to dozens of different kinds of animals, allows guests to go on a self-guided tour where they can feed the animals. Hill said that her family parked by the giraffes when one of the animals stuck its head through the sunroof. A family member took a photo of the moment. Hill says shortly after the picture, the giraffe appeared to lose its footing and fell onto the Kia Sorento. Wow. The animal then panicked, flailing its limbs and broke the windshield in the process. I mean, caved it in, dude. How much do those things weigh on average? They've got to be over a thousand pounds, I would think, right? They're so big. Uh, No one inside the vehicle was hurt. I feel so stupid. But Hill says that they were covered with shards of glass. Uh, Fossil Rim says that it does offer guided tours where guests can visit the park without having their own vehicle. As for Hill, she says the incident could have turned tragic. Tell them they can call Safe Light Repair. But feels fortunate that it was only the car that was damaged. Safe Light Repair. Safe Light Replace. She did uh, file a claim with her insurance company and had to explain what happened. She said, I think it was hard for them, as anyone, not to laugh, but they were professional about it. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you as the music fades this morning. All right. You've roughly have five minutes to enter the word exclusive now. E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E uh, for MMR's Crumbum Cash. Remember, we are in the final week of that, so make sure that you do that right about now. Um, I know people are doing that. Should I give away one of these? Yeah. You can do it? Now. I do. So Thursday night, the Preston and Steve Show receiving an honor at the Cora Love in Action Gala. And we know. The Phils are playing in the uh, NLCS on Thursday. In fact, it's a 5 p.m. show. So our friends of Cora have turned this into a Phillies watch party hey! as well. So we'll be able to watch the game at the event as the award ceremony is happening. It's not going to intermix with the game too much. Um, and it's going to be at a really cool location. Uh, we are going to be at the Hotel Monaco in Center City. If you would like to go, I have a pair of tickets for caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR. And Cora each year recognizes individuals or organizations who have selflessly dedicated their time, talent, voice, and resources to empowering families, transforming communities, and affecting positive and lasting change that inspires others to take action. So uh, you can get tickets by going to Cora, L-I-A, uh, which is love in action. Right. Uh, 2023.givesmart.com. How about we put a link to that on PrestonandSteve.com? Make it a little bit this easier, is, but you can get roughing. tickets to the event. And by the way, uh, Senator Vincent Hughes is going to be there. Uh, Sherry Lee Ralph is receiving an award, and we are receiving an award, which is pretty cool. So... Caller number 22. We're going to take care of you. We have in tamales next. Oh, yeah. is that what's going on? And, and some sweets as well. And some sweets, too. Mm-hmm. Foxy Lady Chef is here this morning. Uh, and if you started watching the show Lessons in Chemistry, uh, we're doing something in conjunction with that. When we get back, we'll have a, a guest to bring on board here yes. in the studio. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us, please. 
Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November. Make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So our next guest uh, is here to talk about uh, the show Lessons in Chemistry. Before I introduce our next guest, um, I uh, Rochelle and I were, uh, night before last, we're like, okay, um, we need something to watch. We haven't, we haven't been gotten a show going in a little while and we're just surfing forever or maybe it was just on Sunday yeah because the game wasn't on but anyway um, and we came across uh, we were on Apple and we saw Lessons in Chemistry I'm like okay I've, I've saw an ad yeah. for this and I like Brie Larson a yep. lot we'll check it out and sometimes we'll check out shows and we're like nah not for us uh, we watch his show and we're like we're all in. Yeah. Totally wow. all in on this. It's a, in my opinion, it's a great show. It's really cool. It's kind of labeled as a as a, a food-based cooking show, but it's much deeper than that. So I watched the first episode because you went off about it. And yeah, yeah you're right. There, there's a whole bunch going on, but yeah. it's, uh, what it is, it's just good television. And uh, the food is, is highlighted. It's one of those, as we were saying off air, Steve, when you see the food, it just makes you hungry automatically. Yeah. Uh, so we have the food consumption consultant for lessons in chemistry and uh she is a bit of a force in the world of the culinary world she was the uh, culinary director for uh momofuku milk bar featured in food and wine magazine vice gq and style thriller stylist and all that i think i've set it up enough courtney hi courtney how are you wonderful how are you i'm Great. Excellent. Amazing. So this uh, the show has only had two episodes released two episodes. so far. They're going to come out weekly, yes. which I think is cool. I yeah, like that. I like the too. serial thing. Is it time to breathe? Too. You get to talk about it. And yeah. I watched Stretch it out. the second episode last night, and uh, Brie Larson's character made this kind of pastry thing with all kinds of savory things inside of it. The galette. Was it, did you come up with that? Yes. Oh, my God. I made that with my, with these two hands. You made the one I saw on TV? Well, the thing is, and reading about this and reading about your deal, and with anything, you don't stop and think about it. We're all fans of, like, The Bear and and the movie The Menu and all of these shows. You didn't just make one, did you? You had oh, to make Lord, how no. many do you have to because we're seeing yeah. the, we're seeing like a lasagna or whatever and we're thinking, Oh, they made the one lasagna. How much do you have to make to make it ready to be used like over and over 20, again? Twenty. Twenty you have to have enough for every take. So if Calvin in the episode takes a bite of lasagna, you have to have at least twenty bites ready for him that look exactly the same because continuity. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now do they spit it out after they chew it up? Not my lasagna. Not no. <laughs> sometimes actors will do that because they have to do multiple takes, yeah. and you'll fill no, up they like do, that. They do sometimes. I like yeah. to believe that they swallowed every bite. <laughs> I'll what? tell you what, as far as editing is concerned, they do a great job of hanging on the person chewing where you feel like they are, they, well, they, they swallowed it. And as yeah. a matter of fact, exactly. there's one that I think of all the time in Lethal Weapon. When Riggs eats, he takes a huge bite of a hot dog and then they have to go off onto a rock. 
side, and I'm like, I'm like, he ate that hot dog. I know for like he had to have eaten that hot dog. It, it's uh, Hollywood's been <laughs> twisted up over that question for a long time. Yeah. Casey, it it it, uh, it haunts him. Yeah, I yeah. need to see the scene. Yeah. 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 I love hot dogs. Yeah, there's a documentary so. called Riggs and the Hot Dog. You have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. it just you know, what, number we... one on my list of things to do. What's that about? Oh. Yeah, it's about this. Uh, well, you know, he eats yeah. a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the show the show is, is cool. You are you're good friends with Brie Larson. I am. And, and so it's my understanding that as she was putting the show together, you collect old antique cookbooks. I do. And so did she do a lot of research with your collection? Yeah, well, she called me up and she's like, Courtney, I just, I'm going to do the show. It's set in the 50s. I'm a chef. Can I come over and check out your cookbook collection? And I was like, yes, of course. Anytime. Come on over. And then she just disappeared for three months off shooting like a blockbuster film, as she tends to do <laughs> from time to time. And when she came back, she was like, hey, I've actually been thinking you you would actually be perfect to work on the show. Do you have any interest in that? Is that something that you would like to do? And, if, and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So she introduced me to the producers. We met and then literally a week later I was on set. You know, it's interesting because you you were you were originally on a course for journalism, right? Was your yes, you went to I school was, for? I went to journalism school. So in, in this show, she uh Brie Larson's character is a scientist and an accomplished scientist and it takes place in the fifties, so she's cast aside because ah, that's you're pretty, we don't really care. Yeah. Uh and so she ends up in another career. Now that didn't quite happen to you, you just didn't weren't that energized by journalism, but it sort of parallels you, right? It is a, yeah, I see so much of myself in Elizabeth Sott or vice versa. And I think that's what's great about the show is I think a lot of people will very deeply relate to her and her story, men and women. It's a it's a beautiful story. You know, triumph. You know, we've always, and Preston is actually the, 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 the most, um, the, the, uh, most chefish, I cook, I yeah, cook more than anybody here, uh, right? And so, but it, we're f- perpetually fascinated by Marissa's really the the, the big um, you know restaurant uh, uh, aficionado, but um, and. and all of the chefs that we come through, we have a lot have come through the the show, and we be you know develop friendships with them. But there there is a um, uh, there is a, a chemistry to it, obviously, as implied yes. by this. But it's interesting because in in the show where you are dealing with the precision of of a science. That can that can sort of ruin cooking if you're not able to improv, improv, improvise a bit. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's the great thing about cooking is it is science, but it also is heart. You're cooking with your head and your heart, right. and I think that's what's cool about Elizabeth. She starts off cooking very scientifically; everything has to be perfect, very much in her head. But by the end of the series, she, you'll see like she starts cooking with her heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it's interesting because you started with pastries, right? I did. And um, so my wife loves to bake, which is more precise. Yes. And so, and you have the journalism thing. So did you have to break that in you or or was, what, is that what made that's you th- kind rethink of what, it? That's kind of what drew me to pastries is the precision. It's uh-huh. like, oh, there's a recipe, there's rules. I just follow the rules and then I do that. And then once you like, once you learn the rules, then you learn how to bend them. Oh. Yes. So now I just love to bend the rules. <laughs> it's wild when you see an accomplished, like Preston will just, bup, 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 you know, and talk about you do this and that, blah, blah, you know, okay, you know, and then, then some, some good food comes out. Uh, it, it, to me, that's the fascinating part of all that. Let's try this or let's try yeah. that. You have to be good at tweaking and pivoting when you cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, um, there was a uh, restaurant near here. It's not here anymore. Um, but they had these, um, it was like a butterscotch 
biscuits that were, Ooh, it was yum. delicious, right? So, uh, and I talked about it on the air a couple of weeks ago. Somebody sent me, they found the recipe for it. So I took it home. I try, I can't. What? I, what do you mean? I do because it got to a point and I'm like, how did I get here? I followed all what the directions. Happened? I don't know. I you do. Goofed. I, I That's what happened. You goofed. See, you she, goofed. She, she can say that. You yeah. can say that because you are you know what you're doing. <laughs> it, well, and it, it, part of it's in the technique because I have a, a friend of the family who's a, who's a chef. He's a, he's a, a private chef, and and uh, his wife was making these cookies. His family recipe handed down, and she's like, I just can't make them the way you know mom did or grandma did. He goes, Well, let me watch you do it. And so he's watching her, and she he st- she starts using an electric mixer. He's like, Stop right there. Uh, there he's you like, go. I found it. I found there, there were too dense. She, she wasn't. Folding it, she wasn't doing things. There are certain techniques you need right. to do oh. to get a desired result, result. And you need somebody who's had a lot of experience doing that. But getting experience is just getting in there and messing around and yeah. doing it a lot. And yeah. you find out these things after you do it over and time. And I think it's important to, yes, do it the way someone else does it, but also do it the way you do it. Follow your own path. Like, figure out what works best for you in cooking mm-hmm. and in life. Hey, I <laughs> want to ask this. <laughs> what, what to live by. What, what are Bree's uh, cooking skills like? Bree's if you guys Great. a really good friend, yeah? Yeah. yeah. You know what she made me um, recently, and I was actually stunned. This is not going to sound like that big of a deal, but it is. She made me the perfect hot toddy. Those are really oh. hard to master. You have to get the honey just right and the lemon and, like, not too much alcohol so you don't want to, like, you know, taste that too much. And it was it was literally perfect. By the way, the hot toddy is, is for many, is the go-to when you have a little bit of a cold developing. People, my friend used to drink hot toddies, and I, I, I began to realize he really never had a cold. Uh, no. We're also, Thanks. like, we live in L.A., so if it drops below 70 yeah. degrees, we need a hot toddy immediately. Uh, Courtney, I follow Brie Larson on Instagram. I don't follow you until now. I'm going to start. Um, but um, uh, a few weeks ago, she posted uh, a meal, and you were at that meal, and you you commented saying, it's truly one of the best, uh, top three best meals of my entire life. It was so good. So, we went for my birthday. And why did it rank that high? It was... It, so we were invited to Guadalupe, which is a drive from um, from L.A. across the border into Mexico. And it was this, um, like, really, like, home-cooking Mexican food, delicious, like, huevos rancheros. It was like a breakfast. And, like, it was just, like, the flavors of everything popped. And it, it was, like... Just a stunning meal from start to finish. It was like home style, which is like the type of food I like to eat. In, well, Elizabeth's character makes everything from scratch in the series. Yes. Right, right. So, so uh, was that you? you? I assume as an accomplished chef, you would yes. never. There's, there's no, there's no shortcut, right? That's very rarely is there a shortcut. Yeah. Sometimes shortcuts are good, but <laughs> no. I try to avoid them <laughs> at all costs. Right, right, right. Well, so uh, we've established uh, who Courtney is, uh, the food consultant for Lessons in Chemistry. The show's on. Uh, Apple TV Plus. But Casey, what are we doing next? What, how is this rolling out? I don't know what's going on. Well, so when, when this was uh, presented to, to bring Courtney in studio, it wasn't mm-hmm. just to bring Courtney in studio, but bring, but to bring her in and to sample some Philadelphia favorites. Okay. And they were asking, you know, what are some of our favorites? Now, it's tough because it's 8 o'clock in the morning. and All the best restaurants are open the, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so getting some of our favorites that are fresh, that are going to present well, it, it's really, really tough. So we ended up grabbing uh, some things for out of like Reading Terminal Market uh-huh. and then we also brought in a special guest. Yes, we did, who we're going to welcome. She's been here in our studio before. You know her as Foxy Lady Chef. It's Jen Zavala. Yay! Hey, Jen. How are you? Hi, how are you? Nice to see you Hello, this good morning. morning. Good morning. And uh, we were just talking about tamales the other day yes. and your name came up because I said I haven't had, I haven't eaten tamales in 
years, and I love them, and I just, I don't know why I haven't had any for so long, and everybody was saying, you got to try Foxy Lady Chef's tamales. Yes. Yes. So, so that's why I'm here. Yes. I'm so excited. So excited. I'm so excited. It's wonderful. And, and so we're going to have Courtney try some of this? Yes. yes. And yes. us. And get, or, are we getting her opinion <laughs> I on think it? I would or... like to hear Courtney's take on this. I can already this. tell by the smell I'm going to love <laughs> them. I think okay. it's, it's, a, it's a, what an opportunity oh, to have your, your food checked by. Tamales? I just made these this morning. Oh, so oh. these are fresh. What's in them? So these are classic, the classic preparation. I have chicken and rojo, and I have rajas, which is roasted pabano, onion, and tomato um, in rojo. And then I brought a special one, which is a pumpkin spice season. Oh my god! So exciting! All right, now are we gonna are are we get taking cutting up little pieces and samples? Yeah, I I, I, I don't know what the hell. There's more out there. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't want them to eat all of it. I want some. I want some too. Wait, which one do you want? For sure. I want the regular. Here, we brought you food. Don't eat it all. Yeah, Courtney's going to taste. All of these. Sorry, y'all. No, you feed your guests first. Put it in front of me first. You go ahead. You go ahead, and and we'll we'll kind of carry on as you as you sample a little bit. And oh yeah, she likey. You ought to try this. Okay. I'm trying <laughs> some. It's so good. Courtney, uh, let me ask you. So with, with your, with a cultivated palate, and obviously you, you're, you were, you were at the milk bar, you were a creative, um, uh, were you designing the menu, designing items as well? Yeah, we were a huge group of people. We all worked together to make a bunch of yummy stuff. So, so, I mean, it, that process of, it's like someone who, who, they, you know, helps design a perfume to me. That's, that's mm-hmm. an elusive thing to me. It, 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 I mean, how difficult is it to know that you're on the right thing? I mean, is it just as basic as that tastes good or we're on the way to something? A little bit of both. Like, okay. usually you start with a, with a recipe, you make the recipe, you taste it, and you're like, that tastes good, but it could be tweaked. And so, like, you know, and, like, um, we all work in grams, so you can tweak it. Like, so it's like, oh, let's add an extra gram of salt. Okay. Or, like, little tiny tweaks. It's, it's amazing what just, like, little tiny tweaks can do. Okay. So, and, and this, uh, this, is, uh, this is a home run for you? This is a home run. No <laughs> tweaking needed. Oh, there you go. No tweaking. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I know that so, and I found out about Foxy Lady Chef via Instagram. And Instagram is a great tool for for all, all this sort of stuff. And uh, we had her come in about a year and a half ago, or whatever. And uh, I, I believe you decided to open this business here because of uh, the lack of of good. Um, I guess like uh, variety and Mexican variety, and and you had gone to like SoCal, Southern California. And you wanted to bring that here to to Philadelphia. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. And so here is Courtney, who is living in Southern California. How does this? How does this fare against? It's great. Yeah. All yes. right. It's so, great. How, how, I lived in Long Beach for a little while oh, so and I had know. a restaurant on there. You and know. I do love Philadelphia and I love the Mexican food scene here. Yes. I I wanted to offer a little um, more diversity as far as what um, Mexican food can be, right? I think everyone here, for the most part, the generalization of Philly comes from a certain region of Mexico. And the Southern California isn't really represented here in Philly. And I wanted to kind of show that it can, you know, what that's like. Because once you go to California and have have Mexican food. It's a totally different experience. Yeah. Mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Just a regional. So, Courtney, I grew up in Texas too. So okay, I hear so you, you know, yeah. yeah, but the tamales are yeah, like bigger in serious, Texas. We get serious yeah. about about the 
Yeah, when I visit yeah. my dad out, in, so in 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 Texas, the 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 um the the Tex Mex mm. uh, stuff is you know like I, <laughs> and it's funny you know my first introduction to quote unquote Mexican food was so bad that I'm <laughs> like oh I, I I hate it I hate it and then when you have legitimate you know it's like oh my god it, it's it's an it's an eye opener so uh, uh, um the did we we did you port anything regionally from your your Texas roots with you or, or uh, does anything you know come with you when you come to New York or, or is it all like sort of food wise yeah yeah oh, I used to queso queso. Ever had queso yeah it's like the cheese dip I yeah. used to make it and sell it to people because <laughs> no one knew what it was yeah. they're like what is it you mean cheese I'm like well kind of <laughs> yeah cheese ish yeah um, I want to point out though when when uh, we put the plate of tamales down in front of Courtney and this is a seasoned veteran uh, in the culinary world you could see the, her eyes light up a little bit, <laughs> and she's like, "Ooh!" And this and that, you still get excited yeah. uh, when you when you have a chance to try food, of right? Of course. And I love the salsas, the colors of the salsas. I immediately knew it's like, "Oh, this is going to be good." All right, so I, I just tried the chicken and colors. veggies. They're they're fantastic. I I'm uh, I'm very satisfied. Right, so this I've, is super yummy. I've never Casey's never had a uh, a tamale before. Tamale, yeah. No. What? All right, no. Yeah. So I'm going to do this for the first time ever. Are you supposed to eat any of the husk at all? No. No. Okay. So that's that's just made basically for cooking, right? It's a little blanket. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, it's like, like a it. Mexican hot pocket. Yeah. Like a and, Mexican hot pocket. <laughs> and that surrounding that is it's made of corn, right? Corn yes. Meal? So you can use banana. Yes. It's corn. Okay. Uh, corn flour. Okay. Corn flour. Okay. Right. So Casey, you're definitely going to get. I like corn tortillas personally. Me so too. do I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tortillas, so yeah. you go for it, dude. So I'm going to do this without the salsa first, right. so I want to okay. get the real taste yeah. here. Yeah. Texture. Oh! Okay. Don't you like that texture? Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? Oh. Told you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. It's like bread. Um, yeah, it's not like mm. overpowering flavor. It's, uh... Oh, got a little kick to it, too. There you go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's an orgiastic oh response. Okay. Um, so the the other things that uh, that we brought uh, for Courtney to try. And by the way, if people want to want to try these amazing tamales, where do they get them? Uh, 1941 East Passchendaele Avenue, okay. South Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, we are open Thursday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sundays we close at three. And, and you, is Juana Tamale the name of the place? Juana Tamale is the name of the place. Okay. Uh, Foxy Lady Chef is my personal Instagram. You, you started food truck. Right? Right, right. Was no, I no, worked. I worked classically in restaurants all throughout Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and then slight before the pandemic hit, I started doing. I started driving around in my husband. That's right, punk rock van selling tamales out of my van because that's typical in Southern <laughs> California and Texas. And I got to meet so many people, and then that turned into using the Underground Arts Kitchen, and then the pop up during the pandemic, which was insane. And now the brick and mortar. Uh, Jen, Jen, I saw a great photo the other day uh, that you posted on your Instagram account where uh, Brandon Graham wanted to get a selfie with you. Yes. He came into the restaurant yes. and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. And you were like, yes. and you're a huge Eagles fan. I'm a fan. huge Eagles fan. He, I, we actually got to cater for the Eagles last Wednesday. Um, they haven't come into the restaurant yet, but you guys are all welcome. If anyone's listening. <laughs> um, I, it was honestly like a dream. I... I'm such a huge Eagles fan, so it was really hard to not be an Eagles fan in that moment. Yeah. Um, but honored. Like, I feel like I've reached the peak of anything I could ever do in my life. <laughs> that's I know awesome. that's not everyone's dream to, like, cook for the Eagles, but it is mine. Well, what you need to do is take a trip with Courtney and Bree down to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. For so, sure. Courtney, yeah, we wanted to try something different than the standard, you know, having you have a cheesesteak or something like that here in Philly, which obviously Which I'm is going to do at some point. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you have not. to. What's ne- next up for the tasting? That's a good question. Who's in charge? 
Mm. Um, I, I, I don't, I've, I've no, there's nothing on here. There's nothing on here. Yeah. Uh, Marissa brought, rolled in a, a tray. So yeah, yeah we uh, have, um, Termini brothers yeah, stuff from Termini brothers. Cannolis. You talk about somebody who is a pastry chef. This is a class. T- yes. This is the cannoli. Uh, this is the cannoli. This is the cannoli. Okay. I'm going to go with and the you, classic you, one. You come from the pastry world as well. So, yeah. All right, and be honest, because I feel like this is like controversial in this room. Like I oh. think they're the greatest things ever made, and there's other people who are like, Meh. yeah, okay. <laughs> and you can, can be you honest. The crunch, yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. I think the crunch is key. The crunch is key because sometimes it gets soggy. It stayed crunchy. Yes, I yeah. like it. Are you All a right. cannoli fan? Like in general? Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of cannolis. I would say I enjoy them when they are presented to me in this way. But I never <laughs> order them. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, and I always go for something else, but yeah. I always forget about how amazing they are. And that's how I feel about them, too. They're not... I don't dislike them. I just, they are not my dessert of choice. If I'm going to go to a restaurant and order a dessert, it's never going to be a cannoli. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's just same. personal preference. Which is why it's so amazing when someone's like, here, have this cannoli. I'm like, oh, yes, cannolis. These are delicious. <laughs> yeah. Why do I never order them? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because you're, a, Courtney, you're a breed of like a chef. And the chefs that we have come in here that are, are um, there always used to be sort of this pomposity attached to chefs a while ago. Now you're kind of rock star-ish and really seem to enjoy, you know, um, like every variation of food. Like, did you, does that still... Is that still pervasive in the? Because I mean, you're in the 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 the, the lion's den in the, in New York. Yeah. You're working in the you know the the the, the, the absolute ground zero for a I lot was. of the the attitude. Oh, for sure. Is it is it still zero. as robust as as with those crazy attitudes that we see you portrayed in in I, shows? I would. I hope not. Yeah, because that was really intense. <laughs> yeah, because it seems I, like it's we love to see chefs enjoy food like you're doing right yes. now, and and really be like we, Nick Elmy is is a, uh, you know in, in in the area here has a number of restaurants and he loves he loves food. Yeah, for me it's all about having fun. Yeah. All right. Question: What do you not like? Food wise, yeah. Is there anything you don't like? I, you know, I think there's this whole trend where like everyone's like eating like the weirdest meat they possibly could. Like I don't. That's not like I don't need to eat brains. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you. I yeah. did. So I, I did once because I felt like I had. I was like, I'll try anything once, but right. I'm not going to continue to eat something. I'm like, I tried it and I don't need to eat that again. So like, I'll turn down brains now. Yeah, it's problem. okay to not eat everything on earth. Yeah. 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 Do, do you automatically? Let's say you go to Chicago. It's a, your first time there. You're like, okay, well, I have to do the deep dish. You know, um, oh, yeah. uh, so that I was just in Chicago, actually. Okay. And I, I didn't do a deep dish, but I did do the Italian beef. OK, so that's my Delicious. specialty now. That's what they make in the bear. But uh, I started doing that because it's, you can make it in a crock pot. Oh. And you just set, you set it and forget it. And uh, and it's really delicious. All you have to do is just make sure you get up early and, and throw put it in there. Yeah. Uh, what did I put like a chuck roast in there, some pepperoncinis. <laughs> and, yeah, you yeah. get the peppers, the hot peppers and the sweet peppers. Mm-hmm. Courtney, I worked in uh, two restaurants and they were both uh, relatively um, good jobs. I enjoyed them. And uh, but the, Steve's right. Like occasionally egos show up, especially in the kitchen. And um, I think uh, one our favorite show currently, or one of the favorite shows, is The Bear. And there's that scene in the first season where Joel McHale's character is just an absolute a-hole to Jeremy Allen Wright. He's evil. He's, me, he's so mean. He like browbeats him, and it's uh, painful to watch. But I think that it's accurate, right? Like, yeah. stuff like that. So, have you had experiences like that? And, and how accurate is a scene like that? Well... 
Um, yes, and I think anyone who's worked in kitchens, at least like in like the early 2000s up until fairly recently, has had experiences like that. Yeah. But like I, um, yeah, I, it was really hard for me to watch the bear because I was I was like having PTSD. Yes. I was like, no. I've yeah. heard a number of chefs say that that, yeah. that 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 was really like well, they they couldn't handle it because it threw them right back into it. Yeah. Um, but but my, I guess my point was it seems to be moving away from that yes. and and yeah. and and back sure. into just loving the culinary world exactly. for all that it, because it's such it's such a part of our lives i mean yeah. everybody whether they know it is invested in this world yeah and that's why in lessons in chemistry it's so great you really see that on the screen food is like it really like creates helps create the story it's and it liberates, arc. liberates her yes. in, in, a, in a way Absolutely. The, the main character there's in, in the in the trailer um uh only when you look backwards you see how it's all connected and there, yes. there's a there's a lot of um there's a lot of that i mean i just watched the one episode but i really i i, I love the whole approach um but it, it that is something it, it, that ties us all together when you make food for people when you see them respond that's got is that still the quintessential joy at first you have to see absolutely. people loving something that you've created for them absolutely it's great yeah i just want to say i'm almost in the clean plate club. <laughs> oh nice <laughs> i have um i have Very two questions close. for you uh a what is the best thing you make and then b what is your prized um uh cookbook Prize cookbook, uh, yeah, and best thing I make. Can I say? Can I say my own cookbook? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because you said you collect like vintage cookbooks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Oh, so I think that. So as far as that goes, I think the one that has inspired me the most is I have the Betty Crocker recipe card library, oh. like the one from like the seventies that all of our grandmas had. My mother had that. It's so fun to just yeah. open up and look through, and they're so weird <laughs> and hilarious. Um, and I think as far as the be- the thing, my most prized thing I make, I really t- Texas girl, I. Love to make myself like Tex Mex, like crispy ground beef tacos. Um. Um, also, lasagna. <laughs> I was just talking yeah. to Jen about that. Anytime I go to a New Mexican restaurant, I order the ground beef taco because that's the standard. Same, right? same. Right. And then also, I got to shout out the lasagna. Like the one from Lessons in Chemistry also is something that I'd made for myself so many times before, um, even before we did it for the show. It looks so. sensational. Is that recipe up on? So you, you are putting the, the, yes, the recipes. Yes, we're releasing from- all the recipes, and there's lots of videos too. Um, lessons in chemistry recipes dot com. Yeah. I wanted to ask. Uh, I read this. You also have a book uh, that is called. Uh, hang on a second. Let me find it. Uh, it has to do with tarot cards. Yeah, uh, yeah. Divine your dinner. Yeah. What's the story on that? So basically, it's um, we paired a recipe to each card in the tarot deck. <laughs> so if you're, it's, it's perfect for Halloween. So you can like pull tarot cards and then make the recipe. Or is there a death card? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What, sure is. what 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 ends death, up as- death just mean new beginning? Oh it's yes, scary. It's sure like the it death does. Is something it's like a, one door closes and another one opens. All right, that's the vibe. All right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> to me that seemed a little ominous. But uh, are you into the world of a tarot? And uh, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yes. yeah. And that runes and stuff like that. Does it go past that? Do you- um, I don't know much about runes. Yeah, okay. I mean, t- t- tarot's pretty cool. But tarot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough for now. Are you? Uh, I love the paranormal. Same. Yeah, so that... Ghost, I've been telling ghost stories everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, you're in the so, right city. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Philadelphia has terrific ghost tours, <gasps> and it's uh, like a really cool historical tour of the city as well, so you can go, and, and whether or not you believe in any of it, it doesn't matter. You can have a great time. Yeah. Yeah, now there's a new one. There's a place called Lincoln Mill uh, Haunted House, and so what ended up happening was that there was a yep. flood in the city, and what that did is it opened up. People never knew that there's basically this torture house. Yeah, but you, you know that's the story of the 
haunted house. That's, that's, not, not, that's, that's not, not what actually actual, happened? No. <laughs> oh! That's not a historical Damn, why are you ruining it for me? <laughs> I thought that seemed weird. And when he was saying it. He was saying... Listen, I'm. I believe anything that people tell me, right? And there so was somebody, a flood there. They yeah. just that's the only true part of it. Then they went with that, and they, oh. they created the. So scene yeah, there was the an entire house. culture of sadistic murderers that lived under Main Street. <laughs> no, it was just one guy. Hey, listen, man, we had Gary Heidnick. You know what I'm saying? Well, they, anyway, they you they do have here. some of the most haunted. In I'm fact, so like excited. The Bolton uh, Fort Mifflin, the Bolton Mansion. The, so, and, and and as Nick said, the walking haunted tour of Philly. I don't know how much time you're going to be here, but I'll it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my schedule. By the way, your schedule, I was going to ask about uh, being the full food consultant for lessons in chemistry. Does that leave time for, are you still running restaurants or anything like that? Or is that on the I side have, um, my business is Ruin Table. And I throw like really small, intimate dinner parties with weird themes. <laughs> Um, and write about them. Give us an I, example. I brought journalism back into my life. There you go. Yeah. What, what's an example of a weird theme? So I'm doing a Halloween one right now, and the theme is calling the corners. And so we're doing like a whole elemental meal, like the four elements, wow. similar to divine your oh, dinner. And I did a grunge theme one. I made girl with the most cake. <laughs> I love, love that. It. Perfect. Uh, so you're yeah. probably you're probably a fan of Courtney the Love Craft, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. love the craft. Okay. So so obviously with Brie Larson and you're this you're this much in demand a chef um, can you give us like a guest list of some of your parties who ends up showing up at you because everyone loves good food who does, who does Brie bring with her uh, we have like this really core group of um, friends and we always just hang out I don't think you would recognize any of their names Faye, right. Faye Orlov right. like the Pope doesn't come <laughs> the Pope does show up occasionally the lasagna okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well uh, if you have not seen the show yet it is out on Apple TV Plus it's wonderful it's called Lessons in Chemistry and and uh, you will you will be amazed by the food, but also the story is is pretty damn cool. I want to thank uh, Jen Zavala, Foxy Lady yeah, Chef, yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing by the tamales this morning. Mwah, say magnifique, <laughs> wonderful, uh, and we appreciate that. And we'll we'll post all information. But uh, uh, Courtney, thanks for coming by here. Thanks for having we me. We wish you more success. Thank you. What's yeah. the name of your, your current book that's out right now? Or do you have one that you Ruin Table? I Ru- do recipe cards. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. We'll make yeah. sure people are aware of that too. All right, we'll. Go Good luck with everything. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Courtney McBroom, guys. Yeah. And Foxy Lady Chef. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Joe Gatto is going to be joining us, so stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, Open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. 
I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're happy to have our next guest on. We've had the pleasure of meeting him on a few occasions, and he will be back in our town to perform live at the Met on January yeah. 19th. Yep, there are tickets available at themetphilly.com, and now on out on his own yes. after uh, years with the Impractical Jokers. Please welcome Joe Gatto. Yay. Hey. Good morning, Here I am. Joe. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Our pleasure. Nice to have you on again, man. Um, uh, real quick, how long ago since uh, your separation from Impractical Jokers, the show, together uh about two years two years two man years. it seems like not that long it, ago i know but you've been tearing yeah. let me tell you something and then you probably have not heard this but seinfeld made sure that he played the met before you did because he did not want to follow you yeah that's what he, that's <laughs> I know, what he me said and jerry spoke about it me and jerry you know when we had coffee in his car we were talking <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coffee nice uh so joe i saw you and the jokers uh at the met so you've played the room before and uh i've, I've, I've happened to seen you guys live on a few occasions. I've not seen you solo uh, live. What is an evening with Joe Gatto all about? What is it like? Uh, it's my stand-up comedy, you know. So it's uh, an hour of, of just me. You're guaranteed three to five laughs when you walk in the door. That comes that's with a, a solid so guarantee. Have a guarantee. You know, <laughs> over an hour. I mean, guys, think about what you've done over an hour and how many times you've laughed. You're right. getting a <laughs> you're getting a laugh almost every twenty minutes. So that is that's good. No, it, and so obviously you have that fan base, but you had you had comedy chops before that. I mean, you, you know, yeah. it was something that was part of your deal. And you 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 do your podcast uh, with uh, Steve Byrne, who's a friend of the show. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, obviously anybody who's good enough for Steve Byrne is good enough for us. <laughs> for sure. I mean, uh, he's the bar. <laughs> do, do, do you find people like uh, asking like, you know, like Preston, a lot of people are so familiar with you for, with one thing. I mean, it, it must be what it's like to be, um, you know, uh, like one of the Brady kids <laughs> because yeah. you're associated with that so much. 100%. It's hard yeah. to be associated with something else. I, I'm more of an Alice, but I would say the... <laughs> You're more of an Alice. Yeah. The, the main thing is the, the, the benefit that I have is that I wasn't playing a character on TV. You know, I wasn't like, you know, Chandler right. from Friends. Like, I was Joe. So if people saw me on the show and liked me on the show, they like me in this format as well because it's more of me. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not putting on anything. Um, but it's been interesting for sure. And I hadn't played Philly. Like, I wanted to do the Met. So, like, I haven't... Uh, solo, I haven't come toward to that area. So, I was waiting until I was ready to come and play a big room like the Met. So, I'm excited for it. Yeah. You're going to love the Met. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful room. Yeah. Now, Joe, I had to snap a picture of, uh, of the monitor that we're watching you on because, you know, we're talking to you via Zoom and I sent it to my son because he <laughs> loves Impractical Jokers. And he said, hey, can you please tell him that I'm his biggest fan? <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you about um, the, like, you, you have people who have been fan of yours for years and years and years. And now, you know, like through streaming and, and you know, all that stuff, like you have a whole new crop of fans that are mm -hmm. that are young. He's 16 years old. Are, are you seeing that on your tour? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get family. The, the show is suggested 16 and over, but we get kids in there all the time. I mean, it's not really that edgy of content, a couple of curse words here and there, you know, but it's nothing too crazy that kids haven't heard. But it's <laughs> funny because like it, you either have like people who have been longtime watchers. Right. So I have these kids that had started watching the show when they were when we first came out, you know, 10 years ago, they were 13, 14. They're now 24, 25. So they grew up with me. Like when I play these colleges, it's uh-huh. crazy. All these kids have grown up with me and they're getting to see somebody that they've seen on TV during their whole you know, uh, childhood basically. It's a wild. Makes you feel so old. <laughs> it's a wild thing. We had our MM barbecue just a, a you know a couple months ago, and um, uh, was that actually last month? And uh, a, a full grown adult woman comes up to talk to Preston and myself. We're standing there, and and uh, and she says, "I was born on the day you started at WMMR." And I'm uh-huh. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you just punch yourself right in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> and that was years into our career. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Um, Joe, whenever, um, you know, you have an individual who splinters off from, from an ensemble and then they <clears throat> start to uh, go out and, and do some solo endeavors, uh, those first few times, I would imagine, have to be a little bit, uh, I don't know, scary is the right word, but a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's uh, you know, you get anxious about it for sure. I mean, I've always been on stage, you know, I've been performing live, so I wasn't really worried about that for, right. since 1999. Like, I, I wasn't worried about that part of it, but I've always been part of an ensemble, you know, where for the bigger part of my life performing live where I was only responsible for 25% of the funny, you know? Yeah, so now it's yeah. all on you 100%. But, you know, with the good good and bad with that, the adrenaline kicks in too because if the show is terrible, it's your fault. But if it's great, it's all you. So it's right. like a weird weird balance. But I remember the first time I did it, um, I did my first stand-up show in January of uh, 2022 in um, Appleton, Wisconsin. With Steve Byrne, Steve Byrne opened for me, and I brought Steve with me on purpose because I was like, "Dude, I don't even know how long I'm going to be able to go. Like, you got to help me." And I did 35 minutes. Yeah. And when I came back into the back, Steve was, a, and I was with the other friend of ours who's a seasoned uh, Jiggy, who's a seasoned um, stand-up as well. I walked in and Steve, I said, "So how'd it go?" And he just flipped me off. And he was <laughs> natural, screw you. Good. Like, oh. Well, that's 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 like, that's like Burt Kreischer. So Burt Kreischer was doing was doing you know mostly stunt stuff. He was you know um, Van Wilder was you know, the movie based on him and he was he was the party frat guy. And then he but the same skills and chops that got you the your, your effectiveness on impractical jokers uh served him the same way. So you were already yeah. sort of primed for it. It's just you yeah. honed a different set of uh, of muscles. But um so it, it, it's funny when you do have that, oh my God, how am I gonna how am I gonna do a how am I gonna have a fifteen minute set or how am I gonna and now it <laughs> right it, it seems ridiculous to even think about that time. Yeah, I mean, I, I graduated to an hour pretty quickly, and we graduated to theaters as well because there was so many people wanted to come out, you know. And I was actually more comfortable on a theater stage and a stand-up comedy stage because I'm, you know, I'm a panther. Like I move around a lot. I know I don't look like I burn a lot of calories, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like a thing. Like I needed the space because I'm a super physical comedian too. So as I played the bigger stages, I got. Uh, you know, funnier in the sense that I was able to use my body for uh, for evil a little bit more. So it was like, okay, I could do this better. Um, so I got definitely more comfortable on a theater stage. Uh, Joe, I read that you uh, you hit Comic Con uh, last weekend and had a panel there. And this was was that your first uh, Comic Con that you had been to? No, no, I've been to a bunch. Yeah, we've done. I've done Comic Cons for years. I work with an anti bullying group called Pop Culture Hero Coalition. Who? Uh, yeah. 
I've been doing, I've been doing panels with them probably, I think this is my sixth year with them, uh, which has always been fun. And then with the, you know, the Jokers, of course, we always did Comic Cons, uh, San Diego, you know, Chicago, New York. Um, I loved doing a New York one though, because it's like, you know, your hometown one. I love the Javits. Well, I got to bring my kids to this, which was so cool. And I had my kids there for the first time and they were, uh, geeking out. It was really nice. Well, you're, oh, that's you're, cool. you're a genre nerd. You, you're, you're into all this stuff, right? Yeah. Big time. So that, I mean, yeah. so do you have to do, <laughs> so Joe, you're a big time nerd. That's yeah. No, well, I mean, like it's the same thing with me. Like I, we're we're all into that stuff. That's our that's our wheelhouse. The question is, is that anyone who goes to a comic con, uh, a lot of times they'll you'll have to like put on a hat or something if you want to actually walk around the floor yourself uh, for getting noticed. Is that something that you've had to resort to? Or? No, not me. I just I, I I just walk around. I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I have a good time. But when I had my kids with me, I don't stop to take pictures and stuff. But I did like a photo op thing for the charity. All right. But uh, people are pretty respectful. Like my son was tired. Of course, he's only six. So his little legs were holding up with the Javits, which is huge. So I like had to carry him and people were super respectful, you know, just saying hi. You know, if they asked to take a picture, I'd be like, I'm with my family. I'm sorry, but I would say hello, you know. Yeah. But when I'm with the family, people get that I'm in dad mode, I think, you know, so it was. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Hey, so you're offering this. Um, uh, so you have these upcoming shows and I, I wanted to bring this up because Steve just adopted a senior dog. And, oh, great. And, Congrats, uh, no, yeah, thank you. and you um, you're doing a, a contest and uh, it's a raffle essentially to go out and meet you at, at one of your shows uh vip back package and uh this is via fan basis and the proceeds from the raffle go to your work finding a home for senior and unwanted dogs yeah yeah i have a i've been doing that work for a while now but we actually just expanded to open up our own um nonprofit here in new york called gatto pups and friends where we get mostly senior and unwanted dogs and find new homes for them we actually just uh found an adoption for our 45th dog here cinnamon roll a beautiful 13 year old pit bull went home this weekend um with somebody which is great because we were just collecting all these old dogs <laughs> we're like we could probably do better if we tried to find them homes um and do <laughs> damage so we started out here we got a storefront on uh in the community here in long island where i'm at in glenhead and it's been really great yeah it's really really rewarding work and uh old pups are the best man they're just lazy oh this dog is and they get belly rubs and go to sleep That's so it. joe this dog was rescued uh casey's her name was uh our fr- friends of ours who do great work out in in the um in lancaster county they, there's a, sadly there's a lot of puppy mills out there mm-hmm. and this this dog spent eight and a half years just generating litters of puppies in, in basically a tool shed and uh you know with, with, and and uh this dog the the their capacity i'm sure you'll echo this to just Though they've been treated like crap by every animal, yeah. they've, by every human they've ever known, can be so loving. And this dog, we just fell in love with her immediately. But I mean, it's, that's great work to be doing that because it does make a difference. And those, as you said, those older older dogs, older pups, they really they've got a lot to offer. So kudos to you yeah. for that. Yeah. And it's funny because we'll get a lot from that we do, and they'll be like on people be like, oh, they're on their last leg. We you know do a lot of work with the New York um, ACC here because uh, you know when they get when they get filled, they need help, with especially the old dogs they stay there you know they're like oh this one doesn't have much left they're just looking for a place for them to live at their last months and they'll come here and they'll they'll heal they'll yeah. be fine we have oh, yeah. two dogs that were like they're, oh they're gonna go they're, they're in their third year with us you know it's amazing that they're just a different environment a little bit of love really makes them blossom we do that with dogs okay we had a cat oh this guy no this guy's not long for this world this big old guy hubert no he's not long for this world and he, he kept getting adopted out and brought back to the house he sleeps on my bed every night he's the king of the house he's going oh, he's going amazing. great guns yeah so no, it, it, it's it's really cool to do that, and the anti-bullying stuff is is good as well. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that occupies a lot of the time. Where do you get the Where do you get the time to go 
sort of workshop material when you're putting a show together? <laughs> um, on stage, I do a lot of it, actually. If I, uh, m- m- so it's a big, it's a big lab experiment. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, it's like, ah, yeah, this will work. Um, but it's storytelling, really, and I have no lack of stories. Like, that's my, my you know, my, the, my technique really is just, like, I tell stories and give a little bit of perspective on them because I've had so many cool, weird things happening in my life, either with my friends who are my friends, so I have so many stories about with them that wasn't on the TV show, or my crazy Italian mother growing up in Staten Island with her, being a parent uh, with my two kids. My kids give me a lot of content. Um, and uh, I just get out there and tell stories and work it out. So if something funny happens, I'll just like try to tell it. And then when it works, I'm like, okay, well, how can I punch this up? So I have a good basis when I go. It's just like, this is a funny story. So I have like notes where it's just like, you should tell this story. It just has the name. Yeah, of the story. absolutely. Are there any stories about the kids you have to get uh, permission from the wife before? Uh, no, they're, the all, they're all good. They're all good. All right, I think okay. my son might be embarrassed when he gets a little bit older about one I tell him. You know, I tell one now about, um, and this just happened because I took them to Disneyland and we went on this new Star Wars ride, you know, that big ride they had. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and my son, and then this ride, you get like going out of space. There's this big like battle, you know, and you get sucked into the Death Star and there's all these stormtroopers. It's pretty cool. And my son had never been on a ride nor saw Star Wars. So he thought it was real. Oh, no. He was hugging the guardrail, yelling, I want to go back to Earth. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I traumatized this poor kid. And it was just funny because, like, you learn as a parent, right? Like, I don't know. I don't Nobody knows what they're doing in the beginning or even at the end. Like, you have no idea. You're doing the best you can. And I was like, "Mm, that was a misstep. (laughs) Joe, how has he not seen any Star Wars? He's only six, so he doesn't really have the capacity Uh, for it. My daughter's seen a couple of them. She's like, uh, she's really into movies, which is great, and she wants to watch spooky stuff. So I just showed her Ghostbusters okay. the first time mm. a couple of weekends ago. She loved it; it was really cool. So, so I can so. recommend two movies: Terrifier and Terrifier Two for her. They are no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nightmare on Elm Street, something light. Let's get her. <laughs> right. But by the way, mental scarring your children is just—it's just what you do. It's what <laughs> yeah, we've done to a, us. It's what we do to them. Yeah, that's right. It's no, like right. why you they'll, they'll have stories to tell when they grow up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when, you get, when you're spending money for the therapy for them. They they got to have something to tell, right? Yeah, right. Sure. It's part of the deal. I don't want a boring kid in therapy. I want to make sure they keep them on the toes. But I will say, what I thought was scary back in the day is not scary these days. I used to have to watch, because uh, I, I just watched Dream Warriors uh, not that long ago. And I had, when I was a kid, I had to watch it through my fingers. Th- yeah, you know? right. Uh, yeah. I watched it now. It's like watching a comic book movie. <laughs> you know, like, it's, I don't know what I was so scared of back in 1988, but uh, it doesn't scare me now. Dude, there is so much bad horror out there, but it's so like oh, crazy to watch. It's two nights ago. Watch Slother House. Slother House. Oh, the oh, yeah. With it's, a sloth. Oh it's a sloth. It's got yeah. a sloth, but the sloth is, <laughs> it doesn't even look like a real thing. It looks like a stuffed animal. They didn't spend any money on it. He's basically walking around with a stuffed animal, and it's a sloth. Guys, yeah. come on. How desperate are we that the killer animal is a sloth? That's why horror movies are so great. You can literally build yeah. an entire movie of around the title. Steve, you just sent me a trailer for a movie called Monster NATO. (laughs) No. Yes, yes. Really? Monster NATO. And it's exactly and what you What's the is. conceit, Preston? It's a tornado made of monsters. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's so what it is. You get what you paid for. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What, I, what, what scarred me when I was younger was called The Stuff. It was a knockoff oh. of The Blob. Yes. Right. I, I have seen so it's it. basically so, just this white alien power, like alien like form that just goes around and kills people. And I couldn't eat Egg McMuffins. That's the stuff in there. Do you remember the VHS box? It looked like people were being attacked by clumps of sea. Demon. 
No. It, it, was just, it was like, no. this, that's what the stuff oh looked like. I don't know if we're talking about the same movie. Yes. <laughs> was yeah. Peter North in there? Peter North was the, yeah. he was the creator. He's the bad guy. Oh He's God. the bad guy. Wow. But yeah, the stuff, I clearly um, remember. If you're just tuning in, it's Joe Gatto. Uh, he's joining us via Zoom. And since uh, you're joining us via Zoom, it's, it's always a nice uh, peek into people's personal space when we do a Zoom thing. Over your left shoulder is a piece of uh, sheet music, and it's autographed. I'm curious, what is that? It's the uh, the theme song to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, signed by Will Smith, and above that is the uh, Young Frankenstein, um, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's the LP signed by the whole cast that I got at uh, that's uh, so what school. Did, were you given that or did you buy that? I bought that because that's I bought. That's yeah, amazing. That's so yeah, that's sick. I found that in my favorite memorabilia shop is in Las Vegas in Caesar's Forum. Every time I play Vegas, I go there. Have and, you ever uh, met Mel Brooks? Have you ever gotten to meet? I uh, met I met Mel Brooks. No the way. picture is uh, right there. Oh I my him. goodness! Wow. Was, and the way I met him is so Joe style. It was, <laughs> we had played Radio City two weeks before he was there, yeah. and we my bought my my sisters and I grew up watching Mel Brooks, and I bought them a ticket to a Blazing Saddle screening where he did Q and A at the end. The he's there at the end. He was great. He was unbelievable. At this point, he was. 89 or 90, I think. 89, wow. I think it was. And at the end of it, the head of security at the uh, at Radio City saw me. He goes, Joe. I'm like, hey, what's up, Wayne? He goes, uh, oh, you're here for the meet and greet? I go, yeah. <laughs> uh. goes, All right. And then he brought me back. And it was me and Mel Brooks's family. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and I got to meet him, say thanks. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. I, he seems like a sweet guy. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what a force, man. He yeah. was jumping around that stage. He couldn't sit in his seat. You he st- kept telling him to sit down. He kept jumping up. <laughs> you stop and think about the guy who, who you know, was doing, before doing stuff that was considered wrong was, was in vogue. He was, I mean, the producers alone yeah, with a musical about Hitler. I mean, that people don't remember. He was setting that precedent years ago and blazing sure. saddles. Again, another masterpiece. But, but uh, Young Frankenstein. I mean, oh, Gene Wilder, that, that's a collective of talent. Peter Boyle, uh, yeah. we may never see the likes of that again. No, it was like a comedy that was really a film. That's yeah. what I love about it because I'm a movie. Like I love movies, and when I grow up, I want to be a director. Like that's my always <laughs> been my goal, you know. So I was like, I, that was something just resonated with me from my childhood, and I just I've watched it, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I wanted to ask uh, for a quick favor. If you don't mind, there's, there's a kid named Eden, and he's had a really uh, tough year. I got a nice email from his mom, Shannon, and she's watching us on the YouTube stream right now, and um, uh, just wanted to uh, see if you could say hi to Eden and wish him the best because he's going through some tough times. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing you could have done. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Nice question. what I hope for. Eden, yeah. yeah. listen, you know, I always say life sucks, suck harder. Get out there, my friend. I wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's tough times for a lot of people out there. So I'm hoping I, it will give a little bit of joy and happiness. Um, so uh, much love to you. Life ah, sucks, nice. sucks harder. I like that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Did your mom tell you that one? Or, uh, <laughs> that's what my lead advice from two cool moms. <laughs> That's what you call Staten Island advice. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, tickets are on sale now. The show is at the Met uh, January 19th, and uh, you can get those now. But uh, it's great to to catch up with you, Joe. I'm happy things are going well with the uh, the solo comedy tour and all that. Anything we need to keep an eye on down the road for? Maybe a book? 
book or any any other kind of projects you're eyeballing or right now just stand up and we'll yeah. see what happens later? Yeah, I mean, I've got my podcast, Two Cool Moms, that we talked about. I do with Steve Byrne, which has been a lot of fun to do, and uh, you can check that out. Um, but also, I, I do have, yeah, I have a kid's book actually coming out. Um, I did a kid's book last year, and it'll be coming out uh, later on um, next year uh, based on a story with my son. It's uh, got illustrated by a really cool illustrator, and I'm excited about it. So okay, well. I thought because of the way you traumatize your kid, I thought it'd be like uh, crime scene photos in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if That's you, the second one. I had to soft serve it. I had to get in the door first with Penguin. <laughs> uh, when it comes out, reach back out. We'd love to help you promote that as well. So Amazing. You guys are always great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it. Joe Gatto, yeah. guys. And uh, like I said, the show's at the Met. Uh, tickets available. Uh, TheMetPhilly.com. It's not till January 19th. Now, while Joe was doing that uh, that little message, uh, life sucks, sucks harder. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I have uh, a couple other things. I have a couple short outs I'd like to do. Uh, I got this nice uh, email from uh, Julie Hancock, uh, who reads out and uh, she said, I was wondering if you could give a shout out, uh, give a big birthday shout out to my daughter, Madeline, uh, turns 15 today. Uh, I listen to your show every morning, and so does she when she's in the car with me. And uh, I'm also an avid PNS YouTuber. Oh, and I think it'd be so cool if she got to hear her name on the radio for her birthday. And if it's later on the show when she's in school, I can always replay the YouTube clip for her. Uh, she's a really hard worker, she goes to uh, GCIT high school for dance <laughs> and also takes honors classes. And then she tells me how hard she works throughout the day. But she says, but she you're has not buying it. Excellent taste in music. Her playlist is full of Nirvana, Chili Peppers, Beatles, Blue Oyster oh. Cult, and many more amazing <laughs> rock bands. Wow. Uh, she said, Maddie, I love you, kiddo, and I hope your B day is as wonderful as you are. And then she goes, Oh, and please tell Kyle and all my YouTube buddies, finger up. They'll totally know what it means. Ray John, and thanks to everyone on the show for making our mornings awesome. And then she signs it, Julie Jerkoff. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. Julie Jerkoff. That's a. Forgive me, Kirkoff. <laughs> Maddie. That's a shout, a shout out for uh, Madeline. Maddie. Preston, Maddie. She's, yes. She's watching it right now. And, oh. and her screen name is quite literally Julie Jerkoff. Oh, nice. Uh, and, uh, Julie just, Jerkoff. She just goes, oh, my Forgive God. Forgive me, Kirkoff. <laughs> I love Fingers it. Fingers up. Fingers up. Whatever that means. Okay. Uh, and then, Julie Jerkoff. Excuse me. Kirkoff. Uh, so one more. It says, good morning to see you, Presbo. Uh, my name is Dan, and I was hoping to get a big juicy shout out for my wife, Stacy, on her birthday. It's October 31st. I'm doing it now. Uh, we podcast the show every day, and a shout out would really make her day. Keep it in nooch. And of course, Gadzooks. Oh, that kind of rhymes. I like that. Keep it in nooch. And of course, Gadzooks. And not bad at all. I know. I love that. Come on, man. My my friend is adopting a senior cat from a shelter, and the cat's name is Gadzooks, and she's like, I am changing the cat's name. What? I know. I was like, what? Why? She's like, no. (laughs) By the way, by the way, on on this uh, show, Lessons in Chemistry, there's a dog. The dog's name is 630. (laughs) I love that. It's because the dog wakes her up every morning at 6.30. I love that. Pretty great. I love, love, love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Yeah, Kappa. Uh, chat about a couple things. I, I could do just saying it's stupid. I think I want to save that for another day. That's okay. usually beefy. And, 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 of course, the press, after you do it, the press shows up and asks questions. <laughs> I know. I, know. Yeah, yeah. I got to do the, the, the conference. And right. I, you know. It's too much because you know, there's a lot of stuff is revealed. Yeah. Um, but I did see this uh, thing locally. Steve, are you the over. observer? No, I'm not. I'm not anybody. 
but Presbo. Oh, Presbo. That's it. This is to- pre- totally Presbo. Presbo's quarter, totally Presbo. <laughs> It'd be you at the bow tie, but totally Presbo. <laughs> Totally <laughs> That's a shirt. MTV. This remember totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. Totally Polly. Yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally Presbo. All right, I like that. All right, now I can. I, I I'll run with time that. for totally Presbo. <laughs> I, do I have a song? For but that? that would have to be just stuff about like my life. Yeah, but anything that this anything that catches your life. fancy. So much different than the other segments we do. Music for totally Presbo. Um, I mean, would it? it would it? Do have you have the be... MTV music? Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> well, I was thinking if it's totally Presbo, then it probably should be music that he likes, like on like Spirit of Radio or. Uh, no. That's a good one. Yeah. You need to st- yeah, if you can be- turn it into a quick sting, uh, because it's got such a strong opening to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hang on a second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll try all this. Right. One. Now it's time for totally Presbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was good news. Totally Fred. Totally Fred. Actually, no, you know, we've got Tom Sawyer has a. Oh, a, okay. A better, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. That, a that stronger. Yeah. Tom Sawyer. Intro to it. So play some Tom Sawyer. All right. All right. Hey. So it's time now for Totally <laughs> Presbo. A Philadelphia judge raised the bail on the dude who stomped out that gal's windshield. Oh, really? Good. Raised it. Love it. I mean, raised it a ridiculous amount. Judge Vincent W. Furlong raised the bail for Cody M. Heron to $4 million. And they were asking for a bail reduction. So instead of reducing it, he raised it. Yeah. And so uh, they have to come up with, what, 10%? Yeah. Yeah. So cash. Right. Well, we got an addition to you. I'm sorry. Or it was it? We have a suggestion for another name for Totally Presbo. What? And I and I may like this better. <laughs> now that's what I call Presbo. Mm. <laughs> you remember that? Now that's what I call music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm CDs. still liking Totally Presbo, but you, you're you're the one. Now, you, you that's can make the what choice. I call music 27. It's your segment. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, back to the story. We'll figure. It out. Totally, or whatever you want. Yeah, totally, Presbo. It's shorter, it's snappier, but I do like. Now that's what I call Presbo. Uh, that could be your tag, like at the end of your show. Yeah, yeah, at the end, it, the end of your segment, or at the end of each one of. Uh, I'm so confused. Mm. I even turned it into a sting too. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. Totally, Presbo. All right, so the judge uh, raised the the bail was two point five million, which is substantial to begin with. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah, when yeah. you ask for a reduction, that's going the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are rapists and killers who yeah. have less than uh, four million dollar. It was such uh, a charge, high profile though. It made national news, yeah, because it was, and you know, and people just reacted, especially, and then he pulled the gun on the the woman, and yeah. Uh, so, so listen, it's uh, the guy's a scumbag, totally. Uh, so, uh, Nikki Bullock was, uh, the woman who was, uh, making deliveries for Uber Eats and uh, her five-year-old daughter and two-year-old somewhere in the car along with an adult female, uh, passenger. Uh, but it was all the tips that came in that led them to, to get the guy, even his former employee, one former employer, uh, employer <laughs> turned him in. Do you know what well. I thought was appropriate too with the officer that was just killed? Um, they use his handcuffs. Yeah, that's a standard. Yeah. They yeah. usually yeah. do well, that. I mean, to me, that's, Yeah. 
Uh, Heron's bail, like I said, was initially set at 10% of $2.5 million, so you have to pony up 10% to get out. But that was increased to 60% in court on Monday, despite the defense's request to have it reduced. <laughs> and then he bumped it up to $4 million. Good. And it is expected in, in uh, as you said, Nick, it has to be, you, you know, you can't, I'll, I'll write a check for you. You've right. got to have... Collateral. Yeah. By the way, the interim police commissioner, John uh, Stanford, said that he hoped the case would serve as a deterrent for other lawless behavior committed by groups riding motorcycles and ATVs. He said people are fed up with it. Yeah, we are. Totally. Um, with Totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. By the way. Here we go. Totally Presbo. So a quick question. Uh, on the uh, the bail bonds and uh, all of that, you know, when you're... Um, oh, man. Does that industry... Is that industry... Is it flourishing? Is it? Sure. Is it? Is it? Is it uh, what? It's something that's always sort of been there, but I don't know really. I don't see ads for bail bonds. You used to see them, and you don't see them anymore. I told you guys this story. I'll tell it one more time because it cracked me up. Uh, my my friend, uh, we were coming back. We had drank too much. He was driving, got pulled over, got a DWI. They take him in. Um, uh, then I had to bail him out. So. The only reason I knew who to call was at the 7-Eleven from down my street, <laughs> which was nearby a prison, mind you. Yeah. There was a stack of a bail bondsman's business cards oh over there. God. And it said, and I'll never forget it, it had a picture of Bart Simpson behind bars. It had bars <laughs> over his face. And the tagline said, don't go to jail, call Dale. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew immediately to look up Dale Bail Bondsman. I was in a phone booth looking wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's great and marketing. Called, and the dude came and got me. He picked me up. <laughs> And we went to that. We went to the to the to the police station and um, bailed him out, and he gave us a ride home because it's you know he wants his money. And he also wants to know where you live. I'm surprised too. that guy got the legal rights to use the Simpsons. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> in Jefferson City, Missouri, yeah. man. But it's like it's a little like cheaty, right? That's the whole. Per- There's yes. a classic press in the original um, in the original Bad News Bears. Yeah, the, the team is so you know yeah, they have she goes, yeah. she she bail bonds. bonds. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um, that. That's the perception, and I, I wonder, you know, especially w- w- with a lot of cashless bails now in, yeah. in, in cities. Well, Steve. especially your business is dealing with criminals. Yeah, so. or, or, or people who have been accused of a crime. Yes, right. uh, so uh, 10 or 11 months ago, there was a, a Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Steve, and they broke down the industry behind bail bonds yeah. and uh, how much corruption there is right. and people being paid off to be paid off and one thing after another. And there's, uh, on several ballots, every midterm election, there's, um, you know, bail bonds reform. Yeah. And it's an interesting political, um, I don't know, showcase, stance. I guess. But yeah, stance. But but anyway, it, you, there is so much money involved, as there always is. And in, 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 uh, there are hands out everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, and it, that only leads to straightforward <laughs> right. stuff. Yeah. I got Andrew, who's an attorney, who wants to explain a little bit of this to us. Hi, Andrew. Good, good morning. morning. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, buddy. What's up? So I thought I call in once in a while when you have legal questions, and I thought I'd answer your questions about bail as I'm a criminal defense attorney for 26 years and try wow. to give you guys a pointer or a heads up. All right. One, one of Steve's questions was how um, how uh, uh, available do or, or bail bondsmen is it still a uh, an industry that's that's you know lucrative that people you know are, are definitely still participating in. So the industry is is lucrative. There are more bail bonds companies in Philadelphia than in the suburbs. I'm a Casey Boy Delco guy, so we don't have to get out here. 
Don't go in the house. So, uh, Andrew, my, 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 my question was based on, because I, I used to see commercials for them all the time, and now you don't. So I, I um, um, and that was my question, but you're saying they're, they're as vigorous as ever. They're not as vigorous as ever, but there's usually a few in every county, in every prison, and they charge a percentage. So if your bail is X amount of money, they usually will say to the family members, well, you need to post and give us 7% or 10% or 5% of that amount. And that's a non-refundable amount that never goes back to the family. That's their fee. They keep it all the time. So so, so a judge issues, a, you know, uh, the, the, um, the, the bail, they can't make that bail, but they would come to you at a reduced percentage or to the bail bail bondsman and and work out a deal that way so that they can post bail. But the money that they spend to get that done, they will not get back. Correct. So right. whatever that bail is, you go to the bail bonds and, hey, my family and I don't have it. They say, will you come up with 7% or 10% or 5% of that total number? Pay to us non-refundable. We will post a bond for the remaining amount. And that's how you get, like, the old-fashioned Robert De Niro bail hunters and bail enforcement officers. If you skip bail, if you don't make that money, they then send a private company after you because they're on the hook for that. So okay. they used to call them skip tracers, right? Skip tracers, yep. yeah. We call them, you know. We like to call them bounty hunters or bail enforcement agents is the modern term. Let me ask you this, Andrew. Let's say you're arrested. Let's say they put my bail at $20,000, and I have $20,000 that I can go ahead, and I don't have to go through a bail bondsman. And I go to my court date. Everything gets uh, uh, taken care of. Do I get all that money back? It's a very hot topic right now. That's why you guys are on the radio. (laughs) Right now, for example, in Delco, you know, you only get back 60% of the money, even if you're found not guilty of the crime. No. Really? I so, didn't know that. I've, heard, I've heard stories like this, what, Andrew, wow. what you're saying about that, and that blew my mind that you're know. found innocent and you, you don't get you, all wait, that are, remitted are they, back to are you. Are they pulling the money from your court costs and all that? Is it coming out of your bail money? So whatever bail money you post, even if you're found not guilty, didn't commit the crime, they were up until very recently keeping 60%. There was a recent order by our local president judge. I don't remember if they reduced it, but I believe that they did reduce it. But they're still keeping a significant chunk in percentage, even if you're not guilty. And that's been a big point of contention in the counties for years. But but what about like because you have court costs, whether you're guilty or not, right? Is, Is that? what that money is supposed to be. Or is that an addition Or is that addition? No, that's an addition to whatever your bail money is. The bail money is a flat bail and they take a percentage of that and you have to pay your court costs. Yeah, Kathy, you bring up a good point about the court costs because you could be on the the, the hook for that. But in this case, so Andrew, where does that money go then? That percentage that's pulled off from this. Who is receiving that? State. Are they putting into an account? Is that, uh, that account generating interest? No, they're using that money to fund other items within the criminal justice system. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, that, I don't know why I've never heard of that before, and that sounds pretty lame to me. Crazy, gang. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty wild, Andrew. Thanks for the information. That's, I, I, yeah. Love you guys. Listen to you all the time. Thank right. you. Thank Thanks, you. Andrew. Thanks, See you later, man. Wow. That's, um... I'm not ever I don't know time. much I'm about that. Andrew. That's but on the surface, man. that sounds like a scam. Yeah, I mean, honestly... They do. Um, you've done nothing wrong, you know? Um, whether or not, like, they, they found you not guilty because they didn't have enough evidence or whatever, or you just straight up were, like, wrongly arrested. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... 
not only were you wrongly arrested, you had to go through all of that stuff, but then you're also out that money. Well, look at the, look at how look at how, and this is a tactic that's used all the time. It, it's they're just they you know large companies or people of means can run the, the the little people as they say into the ground with legal costs mm. and then work the system that way. And and so something like this though blows my mind. Yes, you, you you're out that month that percentage of the money. Yeah, you know, let's say let's say you, you've gone through the trauma of being yeah, wrongly accused. accused. You're you're exonerated, and then you have to pay if, if you were held for a bail. Kathy, that wow. guy, that one armed man who killed a family member of yeah. yours, and and you had to no, that was no, that was a fugitive. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was I, I never knew that. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, interesting. See what well, you, see what the kind of information you can glean from totally Presbo. But yeah. hold on a second, uh, I have a follow up question for him. What about the bail bondsman who put the money up? Well, they wouldn't that, wouldn't that stand to reason because they're putting the money, giving the money to the court on good faith that this other person have given, is they're doing it as a favor, as a fee, as a charge for this other person. How is that any different than if that person would have put up the money on their own? I don't and know. Sixty percent of that is kept. Why wouldn't the bail bondsman's sixty percent be kept as well? You know I, what I mean? Well, is it? How do we know it's not? I, they, they, it's they not. wouldn't be doing business. No, they would stop doing that. Bank, I think they're they would, banking on the people not showing up. No, and, no, no, and no. They'll the send the bounty. They'll no, send no, the no, bounty no. hunters after the judges. That, that doesn't work out money wise. They're only charging seven percent for the fee. Um, and correct. And Andrew, call back. Yeah, but then they're then they're they're getting their money one way or another. Do you know what I mean? Like the the other part of that is yeah, they're going to get their money. But but. Guilty or not, if the courts say you owe a sixty percent of ten thousand dollars, yeah, that's that doesn't add up. Call it back. What was his yeah. name? Call back. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew from Delco. And then also, you raised another question: Does Richard Kimball get in any trouble after we, you know, the, the credits roll? And you know, like he didn't do anything wrong, but he was on a a manhunt for a long, long time. That was that's a lot of taxpayer dollars, right and there. So in movie world, you know, in 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 litigious real world, they they could, you know, he. He legally should not have run from that right. site. So, but then again, it's movie world. <laughs> mm. I don't know. You know, they. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that would work out exactly that way in reality, where they go, no. "Oh, we're so sorry." Man, my mind is flooded with rivulets. I can't. It's it's all over the place and creative alternatives. And uh, anyway, How do you spell rivulets. Uh, R I V. U L E T S. That was under the uh, the stream of consciousness there, yeah. yeah. which is an entirely different and very different segment that we do. Is this nowhere near here? familiar to totally? Present. My mind is a raging torrent, <laughs> flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Andrew's back on the line. There we go. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Rock and roll. Rock and roll. All right, wait a minute. So the question stands, if a bail bondsman puts up $10,000, and uh, how do they get all their money back? So if they put up the money for the contract for that person, that money is a fee paid to the bail bondsman. So the family pays the fee to the bondsman, and that's their fee, like charging a fee. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that the court keeps 60% of any bail put up, like you were saying earlier. Why wouldn't they keep the the bail bondsman? The client's always responsible for everything. So the the client, so then in other words, uh, so the the bail bondsman has put up the money. It doesn't matter that it, it doesn't matter. So that so that makes the the Wait. job of the the, the bounty hunter huh. m- very important. Obviously, right? Because it's, it's, they got to get their money. 
Gotta get the money. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying. They're getting their money. They're no getting matter. their money. That bail bondsman's going to make sure he gets that money back. Okay. And there's almost like a monopoly on the bail bonds, and there's only a few places that have the money and capital investment to be able to post the bond. Even though they get the money from the client, there's not that many that have the money available to skip trace and find somebody if they jump out on a big bail. So you have to have the mechanism in place because I assume when you're dealing with an element that might need to be uh, out on bail, that there it's a lot of them are going to try to skip. The bail, right? I mean, it, I, 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 statistically, how, how much, how often would you say that uh, someone who uh, you know uses one of these services uh, tries to uh, skip out on it? Not, not too many times. Usually, people whose family comes up at that fee doesn't want to lose the fee and doesn't want to be responsible for the bail. Okay, or post their house or post security. So most people show up. It's just that there aren't that many bail companies around that do it. So you don't really have a, a lot of choice. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Rock and roll. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you later. All right, Kim. Anyway. All right, well, the, they stuck this guy with $4 million um, uh, bail. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty cool, because that guy's a douchebag. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for Totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. Yeah, we got to wrap this up and uh, come back in a moment, because we got money to give away, and uh, you can, if you need to bail a friend out, you'll have $1,000 yes. to do that with, possibly, with Crumb Up Cash. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November. Make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We already have a uh, graphic drawn up for the Totally Presbo segment, which is <laughs> on the monitors here in our studio, so I'm excited to hear about that. Hey, by the way, uh, a reminder, Camp Out for Hunger, just uh, a heads up that the Head Start with Acme has been underway for a little while now and just uh, want you to make a donation if you can in advance. And of course, most importantly, we want to see you there for the event. I mean, that's why, you know, I mean, the event is to obviously have people physically come out and donate food, but it's also to hang out and see each other and be a part of a community for a little while. We're planning on stuff right now, live music every day. Yes. Uh, it's going to be fun as usual. And we're hope you know, we're, there's going to be some evening events, which we'll be announcing uh, in the very near future as well that you can participate. But for now, you can donate at your local Acme Markets right there at the checkout. Uh, if you need details, you can go to WMMR.com slash campout and a list of most needed food items that you can drop off at the campout this year and all that good stuff. Yeah, I love that we're, we're fleshing things back out again and uh, a lot of cool stuff. Yep. All right. It is time. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. And the word is win. W-I-N. 
You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. Enter it via WMMR.com or the MMR app or text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer that phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's all sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is win, W-I-N, and you need to enter that right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear in Piles Grove, New Jersey. They have the time-tested work gear brands that are meant to last. Route 40 in Piles Grove and online at zanewestern.com. All right, where do we begin? How about, uh, this was kind of a weird story. Uh, This is in Los Angeles. A car veered off of the 15 freeway and crashed into a home. Okay, you hear that sometimes. But apparently it caused a huge explosion. When it did, too, Thursday morning, Gabby Rivera and uh, Angel Vega were two of eight people inside of the home and the crash occurred around 2.45 a.m. And El said, uh, all of a sudden, I heard screeching. Next thing you know, a loud crash and a bang. (laughs) He said the car hit the gas line and the fuse box. Jeez. And within a matter of seconds, they saw uh, the flames. He said, it was scary. I'm trying to run my grandmother out of the flames. Uh, they're right next to us. It was definitely very traumatic. Unfortunately, the fire spread very rapidly, and the only escape we only escaped with what we could grab on the way out the front door. The family's dogs made it out okay, but their cat, Stevie, did not survive. Uh, even with the loss of their beloved cat, and Hell said that he was grateful that everyone else made it out safely. Uh, and this isn't the first time that a car from the freeway has dropped in unexpectedly. The family has said several cars have ended uh-huh. up in their backyard. Might be time to either move or install a huge catcher's mitt. The most recent was probably two or three years ago, he said, but nothing like this. There were two men inside the vehicle and so far there's been no arrest made or explanation why the crash happened. The family, however, Jeez. is devastated uh, after living in the home for more than 25 years. It's destroyed. I thought it was touching that his grandmother, you know, they, they grabbed something as you're leaving the house and she was able to grab the hot tub. Oh, so that was she got the hot tub. Yeah. That was nice. The family loves yeah, that. they love yeah. the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, a New Hampshire police officer fulfilled one New Hampshire man's DoorDash order after the delivery driver was pulled over. Uh, David Eldridge was waiting for his DoorDash order last week to arrive when he said a police officer holding a McDonald's bag approached his front steps. He said there was a knock on the door, and I thought, oh, that's DoorDash. And there's a police officer standing there. After he left, I thought maybe I should have given him a tip. Uh, police said they pulled over the door. DoorDash driver for allegedly speeding. Officer Chris uh, Spadellare uh, said that he ran all the driver's information and it was all suspended, uh, the license and registration for the car. I uh, said we had to take her car and get it off the road and gave her a ride and she got picked up. I uh, said that Officer Robert McCon showed up on the scene and to help him out and he looked at McCon and said... We should probably get this delivered. Ah, that's cool. And so they ran it over to the person. Especially if you're anticipating it on the other end. The recipient of the DoorDash posted a TikTok video, and uh, like from her ring camera, I guess it was, and she's hysterical laughing. And the cop was like, I know I'm not who you expect. (laughs) He goes, your your driver got arrested for a few things, uh, but we wanted to give you your food. And she's like losing it, hysterical laughing. (laughs) Thank you. All right, this one's out of Colorado. Deputies say that they are investigating a break-in at a cemetery in which body parts were taken from a casket in a private mausoleum. Oof. 
Deputies responded to Crown Hill Cemetery regarding damage to a mausoleum. I'm front- doing a little early holiday shopping. The find of a private mausoleum was severely damaged, as were the crypt and casket inside. This one will be great for Dad. Uh, the faceplate had been smashed away and was laying on the ground. The crypt behind that had been accessed and the casket that was left inside partially pulled out. It appeared that unknown suspects entered the cemetery overnight, broke into the crypt, and gained access to the casket. Do they suggest what the... Uh, are they literally stealing body parts? Are they stealing brass or... or no, body parts. Just it absolutely been, stealing the body parts. It had been pried open and parts of the body inside were removed. And a uh, new fast food place opened up in the corner. Uh, the unknown suspects could be facing multiple felony charges, including abuse Jeez. of the course and third-degree burglary that could have to five years in jail. A driver led 55, uh, led uh, police on a 55-mile chase in Maine after nearly hitting a game warden who was investigating a moose complaint. Uh-huh. Why don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a I, moment. I'm a moose and I saw someone speeding. Uh, police had a complaint about a moose. Uh, said the chase began late Thursday morning after multiple agencies were informed that the vehicle almost hit the warden in Lincoln. Uh, the warden had witnessed the vehicle leaving the scene of a, sus- a suspected trespassing at, and theft at a pulp and tissue mill. <laughs> the hell is this? And a high-speed pursuit Where does began. the moose come in? Uh, the pursuit ended... Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> All right. Uh, the pursuit ended more than 90 minutes later. Wow. Is that where the moose was? Police developed, uh, deployed... Uh, Why t- don't you forget the moose? Tire deflation. Why don't you forget the moose? Mats and what other techniques. Techniques to slow the vehicle. I haven't heard anything about a moose in this story. Uh, no, they were the 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 cop was uh, investigating a moose complaint, and then oh. he saw oh. this happen. So oh, okay, so I only threw this in here because the moose. The was moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that why the, don't you forget the moose? And that he was at a pul- pulp and tissue mill as well. So anyway, I was this guy. He took a video of these two moose fighting, and this is not a dad joke. I was okay? that dumb for I know, sure. I, it was. I I postured myself for it. Yes, but it was awesome because this dude. I guess he just moved up to an area. Where, they're ha- and, where they have meese. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so these two male moose are fighting in his driveway. God. And I feel so bad because they end up in the back of his pickup truck. He's oh, jeez. Like, yeah. You remember, you've seen the footage of the uh, of the one, the moose that got caught in a, um, as it was a swing set. Yeah, at a, at a playground and just ripped it right out of the. I mean, oh really? Yeah, to be in the middle of of a fight between two. So it is mooses, correct? Yeah, I think it's meese. I think it's just moose. It's no, moose. it's not meese. It's like fish. It's goose yeah. and geese. Moose like goose. and meese. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one I've always. I've never been aware of the plural for moose. I believe it's the plural of moose is moose. Mouses. <laughs> you say whatever you like. <laughs> a murder of mice. All right. So a popular pastor in Texas has been ordered to pay two point four five million dollars to a woman after a jury decided he had given her sexually transmitted disease. <sighs> the Reverend Dr. Ralph D. West II was found liable after a three day trial and nearly seven Today hours. It's going to be a, a different kind of. Homily of deliberation. Uh, the unidentified woman had uh, claimed that West had infected her with genital herpes in 2018 after the pair met on Facebook. Her lawyer, Sean Murphy, said the Reverend had lied to her about whether he had the disease, but that she'd been able to identify West as the source of her outbreak through medical records and the fact that she hadn't been with anybody else. Knock, knock. Who's there? I gave some chick the class. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Murph, uh, Murphy said his client was uh, relieved and vindicated by the judgment. But he said, but you can't fix it. He said she's got it for the rest of her life. Yeah. Uh, Wes, the founder uh, and senior pastor of Houston's Church Without Walls. Yeah. Uh, which Maybe a few walls would help. To boast a congregation of more than 24,000 families did not immediately respond. Uh, which uh, STD is the clap? Uh, is it traditional? It, it, it's, I would think it's gonorrhea. Um, gonorrhea or syphilis. I think both fall under the umbrella of the clap. Okay. Uh, probably maybe more syphilis. I, th- oh, I thought it was gonorrhea. It's gonorrhea, yeah. Is it gonorrhea? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why do you say it was such a... Because I'm reading. I'm reading. Right right. Yeah. Sometimes known as the clap. Yep. Okay. Check okay. syphilis. Okay. What's syphilis known as? It's probably the plural of moose. <laughs> Jesus, and the picture next to it. Oh, oh syphilis is oh, horrible. Oh, you so hungry. <laughs> And that's pumpkin that spice, Kathy. I'm never looking at that again. <laughs> what is syphilis also known as? Check syphilis. He's, he wants you to check it. All right, hang on a second. Hold on. Nickname is the Great Pretender. Ah, oh, like uh, Jackson Brown. <laughs> if not treated, Seriously? syphilis can then progress over years uh, to latent syphilis. But huh. uh, yeah, gonorrhea gets the good name. Then the yep. clap. It's the clap. Yeah. Avoid the clap. Yeah. That's great advice. Clap on Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan. Clap on. <laughs> All right. Clap um, on. We. There you go, buddy. Here's the pretender for you. All right, as we're listening to this beautiful song from <laughs> Jackson Brown. Oh, keep playing it. Oh, okay, sorry. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's about a social disease. Uh, I want to remind you that you have a little less than five minutes to enter the word win, W-I-N. I wonder why it hurts so much when I pee. <laughs> Uh, and that is for the Crumb Bum Cash giveaway. So the word is win. I'm gonna rip myself All these swords. Like All right, uh, win. Dad, is the word. can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> hey, Steve. Uh, I will give $100 to your favorite charity organization if you can tell me Jackson Brown's real first name. For some reason, I'm, I'm hearing Bo Cephas. Nope. And okay. Jackson is his middle name. Wow. Uh, can I give you a Robert? hint? Robert? Don't. Casey, I know you looked over Preston's shoulder. No hints. Nah. I'm, you, and I'm a massive Jackson Brown fan. I had no idea until just now. To be now. honest, I always thought it was Jackson. It is Clyde. Wow. 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 Then Jackson yeah. was the way to go. Clyde Jackson Brown, born October 9, 1948. Clyde, can I talk to you for a minute? Clyde's a pretty cool name. Yeah. yeah. Clyde uh, the Glide. I like that. What is it, son? I just found out Jackson Brown's first name. <laughs> Clyde. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, and I have syphilis. <laughs> more about that Jackson Brown thing. Hit that one more time if you don't mind. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> can you get it up to discharge? Yeah. Or Well, uh, that... No, it's the it's where it comes from, is it? Yeah, I think Dad, so. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? I have a straight... <laughs> so that, this is... All right. Mother, I have a strange discharge. All right, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are two of my favorite, and we never get to play them in full. Bill doesn't like him. But, he, but Bill's gone I think December. he doesn't care anymore. Like, no, he really cares. Care. Oh, yeah. Chuck won't yeah. care. After won't January, we'll be able to play No, him. I think Chuck's going to have to start caring. But Bill's, <laughs> Bill's getting kind of cavalier, I think, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He's like, I, saw, well, I saw him grab your butt cheeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toots. Now, yeah. now he doesn't care if I'm on yeah. the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, sweet cheeks. Sweeties. Sweeties. These don't seem even. Tune in Tokyo. You're so naughty. All right. God, this is disgusting. We're taking a break. We're coming back in a moment, and we'll get the lesson question, trash, and music news. Hang tight.
In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's let's uh, let's give something away. Uh, we have a pair of tickets as MMR rocks. Uh, our buddy, Bert Kreischer, who is going to be performing. Uh, he is Tops Off, War- uh, Tops Off World Tour, Saturday, April 27th, Santander Arena in Reading. And the question... Yeah, let's go with this. What's my new 80s-themed character? 215-263-WMMR. What's my new 80s-themed character? Uh, debuted this morning. Another one on the pile. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and while you call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions in Glen Mills, number one rated haunted attraction in America. Open now through Halloween. You can get tickets and reserve your time now at thebatesmotel.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, rapper Kevin Gates spit a loogie into a willing fan's mouth during a show in Virginia on Friday. Gates responded to critics who called the act depraved and disgusting, saying they need to calm down because his original plan was to drop a deuce. Oh! Hey! Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey made every minute count before she left for Argentina fri- uh, by spending Friday evening at his home the whole night. Swift was seen leaving Kelsey's house the next morning. All smiles <clears throat> with 16 new songs under her arms. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, PETA saying they are disgusted by Offset's birthday gift to Cardi B of three new crocodile Birkin bags. Apparently, PETA has yet to learn about the fourth gift of a poodle skirt made out of real poodles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, we need an answer. Let's see if someone knows what's my new 80s-themed character, 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Patty to see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Patty. Hi, this is Patty. All right, Patty, (laughs) what's the name of my new 80s-themed character, please? Totally Presbo. Totally Presbo, yes. Hang on just a second, Patty. We'll get your information. And besides uh, Stott's music, what, was I going to play this? Yeah, why not? All right, hang on a second. Oh. Totally Presbo. I didn't know that's what that was. All right. All right, music news. Let's do this. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Save hundreds, even thousands on the ring of her dreams during the Family and Company Jewelers Viraggio Bridal Sale. October 26, 27, 28, Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. Hey, Wolfgang Van Halen got married. Oh. Married his longtime partner, uh, Andrea Alsop. Is that how you say her, her first name is spelled uh, A-N-D-R-A-I-A. Hmm. Andrea. 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 Uh, maybe it's Andrea or uh, Andrea or... Is she a model? Andrea. She looks modely. I have no idea. She's, uh, a, she's a lovely young lady. Uh, they tied the knot at their home in Los Angeles on Sunday, and it was uh, the eight-year anniversary of their first date. They've been together for a long time. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, the musician posted a photo from his wedding, shared with the magazine to his Instagram story with a simple red heart emoji and the infinity symbol. I like that guy. Uh, his mom, Valerie Bertinelli, also posted in celebration of the nuptials. Uh, People reports that uh, Bertinelli walked Van Halen down the aisle to the tune of a song his father wrote for him uh, before the senior Van Halen died from throat cancer in 2020. Uh, he said, uh, the song that my father had written for me, it's an instrumental piece called 316. It'll be a nice way to include in my dad. It's a beautiful, beautiful little instrumental. So I could see that working out perfectly for something like that. So good for him. Yeah. There's wow. a picture up on the screen here. The the, the bride looks uh, wonderful. She's he looks gorgeous. handsome. Yeah. So uh, eight years and they made it official. Uh, speaking of Van Halen, David Lee Roth dropped a solo song titled Mandabella. Uh, it was recorded in 2007 with guitarist John Five for an album that has never been released. Like a dumbass, I didn't go and try and find it. It's on YouTube right now. Well, you know who's at the helm here can scare it up in a second. Not a Mr. McDonough. Uh, it is called Manda Bala. So M-A-N-D-A and then Bala like Bala Kenwood. Um, she got married at the Punk Rock Museum. And <laughs> any other little facts about Marissa we need to oh, know? Oh, she's a little firecracker, Preston. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's the <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. I hate that clip more than anything. <laughs> Jesus. That's it's like so he's hawking up a whole uh, thir- turkey dinner. There's, there's so much liquid in that clip. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. There are oil wells that generate less fluid. Volting. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's like he's coughing up a puppy. <laughs> uh, about recording it, John. Sorry about that. John Five said we had so much fun doing it, and it's one of my fondest memories. It's still alive. Uh, the new song can be found on YouTube, apparently. So uh, maybe we'll find it before we're up. We, that's what we should use to segue into each new story. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no. next story. No. <laughs> it's like, it'd be like the intel, the intel sound, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. And the computer makes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. The computer's sick. It's got a virus. 
Uh, we do have that song. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's play a little bit. Here we go. I'm, I'm not expecting too much. But no, absolutely not. Here we go. I can love you if I can trust you. Some of all my fears and more. I know you make your own bad luck. Well, some I just got on yours. Postman and Valentine for a brand new ex friend of mine. Sing it with me one last time. Mandabala. <coughs> Mandabala. He did. He picked. He picked something in his wheelhouse. Yeah, his voice sounds pretty good yeah, there. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah. I'd have to hear the. Why whole didn't thing. they release that surefire hit? I don't know. Mandabala. Mandabala. I, wonder I don't that, like it. I wonder what that means. Is that a place? Oh. Mandabala. Is it in fact Bella Kenwood? That would be cool, wouldn't I it? If be like awesome. Manda is like the female version of Mondo. Yeah. And Bella uh, send a bullet in Brazilian. Ah. In Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, send, send a bullet. I'm sure you do. I was handing him out at the camp out. You're probably not allowed to own a weapon. I want it. Uh, All right. The, uh, there's a movie called Mandabala, and it, I'm not making this up. It says it's a nonfiction RoboCop depicting a very real, broken, and violent society. It it's is a, a non-fiction, non-fiction RoboCop? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's a dust <laughs> Oh, Steve. Actually, this kind of seems, sound, seems like it's up your alley. It's a, a 2007 documentary um, about the corruption and kidnapping in Brazil. So, like, those... Oh, I'm a futuristic police officer. Oh, my God. I will douse you with phlegm. Uh, oh, my God. That's his, That's what yeah. he uses as a weapon. Did you know there's such a thing in Brazil called frog farming, where quite literally they farm frogs? <laughs> and there was, there was a purpose. I, I guess uh, for, like, frog frogs. frogs. <laughs> frogs legs. Okay. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, that and, makes and sense. And so there was a money laundering <laughs> scandal with this frog farm. <laughs> And uh, all right, you know what? This uh, we've gone so far. Right, track, is this but, too deep? Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, well, that's, re- where, that's where David Lee Roth got the term Mandabala. Ah, oh, so we're we're looking at the uh, trailer for this movie up on the screen here. Yeah, it looks like they're seeing guns and uh, nefarious uh, cartel types. Okay, it, it all, won right, all best, around the frog industry. It won the grand jury prize at the 2007 Sundance. At the froggies. <laughs> Sundance. 2007 Sundance. Wow. All right. Oh, anyway. All right, one last story from Music News, uh, and that is the fact that Smashing Pumpkins and Weezer have announced a summer tour. It is in the UK, though, uh, in Ireland uh, for the next year. The two bands will kick off a six-day trek in Birmingham and play in London, Dublin, Glasgow, and Manchester before wrapping June 14th in Cardiff. Um, so if they're doing that, you never know. They might do something in the States. Yeah. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday, October 20th. So if you're planning a trip over there next summer... Um, yeah, you can see Smashing Pumpkins and Weezer. All right, there you go. It's the last story that I have for you this morning. Uh, is there anything that I should give away right now, or are we good Well, for I mean, we still have uh, another pair of those uh, passes for the Cora Gala. Then we do wanna... that now, yeah. Okay, or, we're do that now? Okay. Yeah, let's go. We'll give people some time to plan to go to the event. That's so smart. this is going to be on Thursday night. And yes, we know the Phil's game is Thursday night. That's This event, the Cora Love and Action Gala, uh, is an award ceremony. And they are giving us the Preston and Steve show 
an award. It just so happens to fall on the same night that the Phil's 5 o'clock start happens. <laughs> but the good people at Chorus said, you know what? Let's put this stuff together. And they've made it into a Phillies watch party as well. And it's at the Hotel Monaco, so it's Which in a cool. beautiful location in Center City. And and they're asking you to wear your what, your Phil's yeah. uh, garb. It's yeah, just everybody, everybody, you don't have yeah. to yeah. rent dress, a tux. Yeah. Dress like you're going to a game. It was yeah. going to be a formal event, but dress like you're going to a game. And uh, it should be food and beverage. It doesn't say that here, but there's food and beverage at the one we went yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously Tucson. people leave uh, food outside of their rooms. So I'm sure we can <laughs> scare something yeah. up for you. One fry! Uh, let's take... <laughs> Caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, also receiving awards are Senator Vincent Hughes and Cheryl Lee Ralph, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and she might not be there. I don't think she's going to be there, but we will be there. We'll be there. So, um, come and get it. <laughs> Two six three WMMR call number twenty and it'll be. A- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a Phillies watch party as well. So all right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment, wrap up the show, and get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. President Steve's Cat Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all Business Challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for... For your employees, no matter the size of your donation, large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. End of our program on a Tuesday morning, 1043. What a full day this has been today, an enjoyable day. It's nice. Uh, coming off of an exciting night last, like last night's game, and you got today's, and everybody's getting ramped up. There's three gigantic events that are going on. Crazy. At the uh, at the ballpark, uh, I mean, at the, the sports complex, because you've got uh, Flyers having their home opener tonight. We gave away tickets to that this morning. Obviously, the Phils, and then you have that friendly match that's happening at the <laughs> link with somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000 people. Man, Godspeed uh, if, if you're headed out there tonight and just prepare. I was chatting with our buddy uh, John Dorenzi earlier this morning, and he said, uh, because it's going to be like fifty to 55,000 Mexican fans going to the match, because it's Mexican versus, Mexico versus Germany. And he's like, I wonder if, how many of those Mexicans know that there's going to be a hockey game across the street <laughs> and again, a ball game uh, on the other side of the street? And he's like, because they're just going for an international friendly. And they, I, I assume a lot are, are coming, I mean, obviously there's a robust uh, oh, yeah. population here in, in Philadelphia, but I, I Assume people are traveling. People from are traveling. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it's it's the national teams for yeah. both of those countries, right. so it's a big deal. 
Uh, do you guys want the the free parking information real quick? Yeah, so yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. If you Hit are going, one, um, beginning at five, street parking will be free across the city, and then four parking garages in Center City will cost five dollars. Uh, the PPA has the information on their website. Parking is also free at all PPA run lots near the SEPTA Regional Rail oh. Station. So if you're oh. taking the train, that's going to be free. Now the free parking ends tomorrow morning at seven a.m. So make sure you get to your um, your car uh, at least before seven a.m. tomorrow. Now four parking garages are offering reduced rates. And they're the uh, three auto park lots, one at Independence Mall, the other uh, at the Fashion District, one in Old City, and then one at 8th and Filbert. Okay. All right. All that information is going to be quite valuable if we headed down that way. I think I'm just, I, um, I don't have tickets, but I think I'm just going to go down and hang yeah. and just walk see, around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stay to the very end, too. Uh, yeah. I would like to thank our guests. We had uh, Courtney McBroom, the food yeah. consultant, uh, for this really great show on Apple TV Plus called Lessons in Chemistry. And we had a nice, local flavor with Foxy Lady Chef. Uh, Jen Zavala, who was here and brought in tamales. I haven't had tamales in a long time. And uh, they brought you world to do that. some fantastic tamales from her. So, uh, what is the name of uh, her tamale? Juana Tamale. Juana Tamale. That's it. Thank you very much. So, she's wonderful. And uh, uh, then we had uh, Joe Gatto. Yay! Uh, Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy is going to be performing at the Met on January 19th. I think it's available at Ticketmaster.com. So, and then we gave away uh, tickets to the core event. Like I said, we gave away flyers uh, tickets uh, for tonight. A bunch of stuff. It was a really good day today. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Excellent. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, should we dive in and do the letter and then see what's going on yes. in your world? All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. L as in logical. All right, L is the letter. And we have a four-pack of tickets and a photo op with John Cleese for his show, An Evening with the Late John Cleese, <laughs> Wednesday, October 25th at the Kimmel Center. And uh, it's, it's at the Kimmel Center Academy of Music and Tickets are available now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So we'll give that away on Friday, which is cool. How are you doing, man? Excellent. KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Org. It's hard to say. Yeah, it is. KimmelCulturalCampus.org. That's also where you can get tickets. I wanted to remind everyone uh, that the Jerry Blavitt show is coming up this uh, Saturday. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm honored that uh, I will be one of the co-hosts. Jackie, right? Uh, Jackie, I believe, and myself, and Alicia Vitarelli, and uh, another gentleman. And um, so um, I I don't know who the other host is, but uh, there are four of us that will be co-hosting it. And uh, all these cool older bands, and and um, Locut Connie will be there too. Nice, That's terrific, yeah. I went when I went to the first time I saw Locut Connie, a very hot band of today, was at one of the Geeter shows, and he had seen them, and he loved the way Adam moves, Adam Weiner, the front man, and it reminded him of Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, so um, he wanted to have him on one of the shows. So they opened one of the shows. I go, God, that's an amazing band. And they fit right in uh, to the theme of the evening. So they will be there. And I have a special announcement, too. Do we have any music? Yeah, yeah you want to like special announcement? Drum roll and then fanfare and all that you. stuff? Yes, please. Okay. Hang on a second here. Will it, uh, you give us the announcement. Is the fanfare ready? I'm ready. All right, hit the announcement, then we'll hit the fanfare. The breaking news is the last radio program to be done out of Geeter Gold Studios was by me. Oh! Wow, okay. And Jackie. And 
We are going to run that show on this radio station Sunday morning. Oh, wow. At 7 a.m. from 7 to about 10. Um, I went to see the great man's studio. I, I had dinner with his girlfriend, Keely. Um, and Kiara. Uh, she's just the greatest, and she, uh, I, I dropped her off, and she's, you know, at his house or his his compound, and um, I said, could I just see his his condo? Yeah, and we went up uh, several flights up, and she showed me the pad, which was amazing, and then she said, you want to see his studio? And I go. It's in the house, in his condo complex uh, on what twenty second floor, whatever it was. Um, he lost his lease for his studio downtown, and he just bought the condo next door wow. and turned that into his studio. <laughs> wow! And the whole floor is Geeter floor. I mean, there's gold records all. You know, as soon as you get off the elevator, it's like Geeter floor. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so he bought a one bedroom condo across from his condo and turned that into his studio. And so in there, in what was the living room, uh, is this board and records effing everywhere. But I mean, not in any fashion organized. They make me look like Martha Stewart. Wow. I mean, there's there were stacks of 45s. You could put them on your, on your finger, but no sleeves for any jacket. They're just piled on top of each other. And, and LPs, but mostly 45s, and this console and microphone. And uh, Keely said, you ought to do a show for me. I go, I don't know. I'm not worthy. She goes, you ought to. And then we talked to them a month or so later, and before they broke it down, Jackie and I went in there and did the last radio show. We taped it. It has not been heard, but it will be heard 7 a.m. Thanks to Bill Weston uh, from 7 to 10 the day after the tribute show. So That's pretty amazing. This Sunday yeah. on this station. And so if you tune in at 9 a.m. and go, what is going on over there? It's a, um, a special honor. It's a special, very special uh, with Jackie and me. We did a radio show out of Geeter's studio. Playing like doo-wop and stuff like that? Yeah. We okay. brought some of our own stuff, uh, too. But um, mostly it's the records that we just found all over his studio. And we just... Open it was like you know, like cutting cards. You take a stack of forty five, <laughs> move one, and go. Oh, this looks good. And who who is this? The Duprees. I don't know. You know the whoever's and uh, <laughs> the whoever's are great. The whoever's yeah. were amazing, and Gator discovered them. <laughs> um, but the scratches, <laughs> you'd start every record. <laughs> I mean, it made my vinyl cut cut look like they were all brand new records. I mean, it just was uh, quite an amazing experience. And Pancake put it all, uh, edited it all together and uh, we're going to run it Sunday morning. Wonderful. That sounds like it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Um, So uh, that's coming up, the show Saturday, uh, the radio show on MMR Sunday, and on the program today, our last week of Crumb Bum Cash, uh, coming at noon, another chance for a thousand bucks, and Blocks of Boston and Ghost and Genesis today. That'll be nice. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, Case, we got to give away uh, tattoos today. Yes, we do. And we did have a winner, and we would like to congratulate our winner of Tattoos Day this week, Seth Friedlin. And Seth is from Emerald, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, okay. Are you familiar with Emerald, Pennsylvania? Is that near Penhurst? It's near Sapphire. Oh, it's right next to Sapphire. Oh, there you go. Down the road from Diamond. From, no, I'm not really familiar with it. It's in Lehigh County. It's in Lehigh oh, County. Oh, that was way near off. Ruby. 
Boston Gateway to Williamstown. It's from a county by Sapphire. Uh, yes. So congratulations to Seth. We are going to set you up, my man. And I would like to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by uh, Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on this program, it's a Wednesday, so Fox, good day, secret text word. Ah, and the Philadelphia Film Festival. We have Andrew Greenblatt. We'll check in and see what's in store there. Always interesting. Most definitely. Oh, and one more thing. Go Phils. Go yeah! That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.